Internet, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bevel. Ow! Listen, Miss Lissa, you know what? We got a page now. Getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Listen, Internet, I'm going to say that again. Getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Head on over there. You get your first month free on your Bevel membership. Ow, you're going to get the complete 90-day starter kit with a free Bevel razor and brush. It's an $80 value. Listen, it's it's no lie that Bevel has... Listen, they took the, the culture by storm, the shaving culture by storm, the beard gang, everybody, even if you're just shaving a baldy, okay? Listen, bottom line is they help prevent Razor bumps. Get smoother, clearer skin in four weeks with the only system designed to reduce razor bumps and irritation. Don't be irritated. That's right. Get bevel. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show, Buzz Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Lissa knows. It's the Premium Pete Show. Pull up in that monster, Olomobile gangster, uh. with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah I'm in that tonka, color of Willy Wonka. You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer. First thing first, I eat your brain. Yep. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a motherfucking monster do. Hairdresser from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster to Jeppy Hill, that's the monster crew. Young Money is the monster in the roster crew. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't noticed cause my money it will let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie, but my features in my show ten times your pay. Uh-huh. 50k for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my money so tall that my Bobby's Gotta climb it hotter than that middle east to climb it find it turn them turn around daddy whine it whine it nikki on them titties when i sign it that's why these niggas so one track minded but really really i don't give a f you see cake forget barbie fuck nikki cause she's fake she on a diet but her pockets eating cheesecake and i say and the chucky's a jazz hey just kill another career it's a mild day besides jay they can't stand besides me i think me you and am should menage far day pink with thick ass give a whiplash I think we get that nigga that 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 nigga what they that's for. This is what you live for. Your niggas don't don't yell on tracks no more like that. What happened? Y'all just started mumbling. What happened? No no more mumbling over here. Nah, because Nikki got me open with that twerk. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I thought she threw that around. I thought I I I honestly thought you were gonna come back and 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 say you gonna do some Beyonce shit. Nah, because listen, the internet didn't miss you last week. They did miss. No, no, they did miss you. Oh, okay. Some maybe didn't, but listen. I mean, if y'all didn't, oh well. I mean, but people, I miss y'all. But people that did, listen. I thought you were going to come out with some Beyonce. Nah. How, listen. That would be too cliche. You got to expect the unexpected here at the Premium P Show. You can't just be like, oh, like, because she went to see Beyonce, she's going to do Beyonce. Or, oh, because Run DMC going to be on the show, she's probably going to do Walk This Way. No, Walk That Way, my G. I'm going to keep you on your toes. Well, listen. Shouts to Nikki. Shouts now, to that Shout out to Nikki. Shout out to that butt. She done pulled it out for she the was, conference. Oh, the title joint? She was, yeah. let me tell you something, man. When I seen that joint... I had to run in the bathroom real quick. You felt like you was back in the pen and you looked at Word Up yeah, magazine? that's what I thought it was, you know, or, or, or a different type of magazine. I don't know what it was, you know. But um, I'll tell you, you know, it, it's good to have you back in the boot. Uh, last week was a good episode. No, uh, it really was. I did I did listen to it. Yeah, yeah, listen, Scoob. Uh, uh, you know what's so funny? When he did the drop at the end of the show, the way he did it was so dope. When I spoke to Troy, I was like, yo, make that an intro. 
because it was like you know I liked the way he did it. He had so much. Uh, um, he, he just had like like he was. You know, DOS effects, man. They were just. They want effects. Yeah, man. It was. DOS effects. They want effects. It was dope. I just, I, I really liked that journey. You know what I mean? I thought it was dope. Yeah, and how, like, mad of the new duos is copying off of them and how they like, influenced so many people. That was dope. Yeah, no, it was dope, you know. And, uh, you, you, you know, I think internet is, is something to learn. Uh, Beyonce, Queen Bay, yes. Beyonce. Yes, yes. No, not you. I'm talking about the oh, real Beyonce. Oh, wait. Oh, her. How, how was her concert? Her concert was amazing. Even though my nose is bleeding, I had an amazing time. What do you, you mean your nose? You, you, I your was seats so high. high up. I just told myself I was in the skybox. I was like, listen, bitch. There's somebody that ain't here. Let me ask you And you, you here, so appreciate. When, when Every time she sung, did you just like picture she was saying, can we get much higher? <laughs> Yo, forget that I lost my voice. And because I should. am the, the Beyonce fan that I am, I was turning up. Like, I had people around me like, yes, like, you. And I was like, yes. Yes, me. Follow me and listen to the show. I, I was out there prom- I was really? promoting. Really? Yeah. Now, did you see Solange? No, because I couldn't really see much. <laughs> <laughs> but you know nah, what? it was fun. But you know what? It, it, it was nice to be in the building, I'm sure. No, it was amazing. And the crazy thing is because um, my mom and Rena, shout out to them, they surprised me on my birthday. And then when Beyonce had her throat issues and she postponed the show, that's the show that we went to. So Which I, that was her finale. Of, yes. Uh, okay. And we were a little black, so... AKA late. So we got there as young MA was performing. So I'm kind of like rushing them. And my mom and I were ready to go to the seats downstairs. Cause we knew we was going to get Like I've never had a problem or an issue getting into a place or something that I wasn't invited to. But Rena, we love Rena. She's so honest. And she was just like, no, I don't want to do it. And we might miss the show and blah, 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 blah. So we didn't go, but we knew, I knew if I would have just went, I would have got in, like, but, 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 I still had an amazing time, and I still could see, because, of course, they had the big TV screen. Oh, yeah, you got a TV screen. Yeah. Oh, shout, shout, what's the shout yeah. to the TV and screen? Beyonce fucking killed it. Like, she was singing upside down, like. Yo, from where you were sitting, you probably, she probably had, like, a white girl ass, you know? Shut up. Okay. She still had the cakes. And Jay-Z really? came out, and you could. Really? Like, I, every time. You sure I, that was Jay-Z? It wasn't a hologram. It was him. Oh, okay. It was really Jay-Z. And I love when I see them together, because that's when I feel like it's real. Like, they're always hiding everything. Well, not hiding, but keeping things for themselves. So, when we do get to see them together, even if it is, like, just for the show, I can still see that glow in, in her eyes. Like, that love that she has for her nojo. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> what do you think about, um... Mary J. Blige's husband trying to uh, get a hundred and twenty nine. Now all the time that he was loving you, you mm-hmm. was busy loving, loving yourself. <laughs> he living years of sacrifice. Yo, let me ask you something. Honestly, that poor and, and, do. That's a name Kendu. Now you can don't. Nah, man. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know what he has done. First of all, here's a couple of things. I it's amazing to me that Mary didn't have like. A prenup type, you know, uh, when yeah. you get married. I mean, here's the thing: when you're getting married to somebody of that caliber, you should say like, "Yo, no disrespect, but this is what I need to do." And I feel like if you're a person to understand, that should just be what it is. Anyway, to get that much, I go. I mean, we don't really know what's what, but supposedly, Mary, you know, when you Google shit, she's worth like ten million dollars. But right? I feel like but, he didn't. He didn't get her to the ten million, so he he can't get all of that. No, but he if he wants one thirty one twenty nine a month, 
129000 a month. For now, he could get $129. Oh, I mean, shit. He could have that. 129 That's a lot. She didn't even have no children from you. Yeah. Like, what do you have her taking care of? Your children? You got them? Your, like, what is? What, what do you want well, we from need her? To, we need to find like, out more. It's not like, like child support. How long is? How long are they married? Eleven years of sacrifice. No, no, no. That's that's just a song. But if they're married a certain amount of time, here's the thing. I'm saying, if he contributed to her in ways we don't know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he deserves some stuff, but not. I mean, I don't know how you could justify 129,000 spousal fee a month. I mean, shit, man. I got. I, I don't know. As a man, I just. I, I. I don't know, man. I'm like, you know, maybe you keep that, you know. But if there's certain things that he's deserved of. I mean, I feel like it's okay to ask for something. Like, even, like, Safari with Nicki Minaj. Like, I feel like he definitely held her down and helped her to get to where she was. So, he is deserving of something. And the same thing goes for Kendu. He definitely assisted her in elevating to where she is. But she wasn't, like, some straggler fucking singing in front of the Five and Dime at Staten Island, wherever she's from, Yonkers. She wasn't at the fucking Piggly Wiggly sucking singing when you yeah, found yeah, her. She yeah. was already married. Mary J. Yeah, Blige. Fucking Mary so J. Blige. she still should get something, but I also feel like if you was a good businessman and manager, you should have already gotten some money, like your twenty percent or eighteen percent or whatever, whatever percent you get of her income. You should be okay. Like, be a man. Yeah, but a man, honestly, the only thing he gets when a girl breaks up with him is is breakup pussy. Not one hundred twenty nine thousand. They was married for twelve years. That's a long time. So you you know what? Maybe you don't know what he's done. I mean, I don't know. I, I just can't justify it, man. But, you know, anyway, I mean, listen, no more drama, you know. But, you know, one thing I really did enjoy that I did, you know. He's saying that Mary got him used to the lavish lifestyle, and that's why he well, wants this Well, now money. you got to go back what? to, listen. It's back to ramen, brother. That's right. I yeah. hope you know what to do with Sp- SpaghettiOs. Speaking of ramen. I was uh, I hosted uh, Prodigy's uh, cookbook. Of- yeah, yeah. Oh, word! Uh, uh, in Philadelphia, shout out to my to my man uh, uh, Feet Heat and Chris from Suplex. Um, we had the the Prodigy Commissary Kitchen uh, infamous prison cookbook uh, book signing and Q and A at their shop. Uh, it was dope. P was there. A lot of hip hop. A lot of hip hop heads came out. And, you know, we had, like, a Q&A. Uh, we went over the book. He, 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 You know, people took pictures with him and, he, you know, bought the book. And- no, but I'm going to stop you real quick because I thought you got me feeling like we Elliot Wilson and B-Dot, my nigga. Like, Why, what happened? I feel like I just found out you was having a seed from Jay-Z, dude. Like, no, 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 I no, no. didn't even know you were doing this until Instagram told me. Like, we would have came out and supported you. Chris, did you know about this? Well, well I, I want to. No, he didn't know. He didn't Isaiah, know. you knew about this? None. This man is doing secret movements, like damn. No, no, you know what, you know what, Elliot? you know what. That is my bad. I want to explain to you because first of all, I waited. I forgot all about it. I waited mad late to post it. Um, I just got caught up in a lot of things I was doing. Uh, they asked me a minute ago, and 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 you know, I put it together for them out in you know in Philadelphia. But you know, I didn't. It, it, my bad. It wasn't a good communication skill uh, on me. And actually, it's, it's funny too because Internet Preacher Pete's gonna come out right now, right off the bat. Okay, <laughs> communication is key, man. When you don't have no communication, that fucks things up. So you know, you have to admit when you're wrong too. So I wasn't good on the communication on that. But anyway, it was a great time. That's good. And and, and uh, you know, it's good to see P turn like you know his prison problems. You know, you, you know, think about it. when you go away, you don't ever think about coming home and making a book about going right. away, right? You know. 
So, you know, just to see that and see, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, he's actually speaking out of a lot of colleges, too, uh, with that cookbook. Uh, you know why? Because colleges can relate to the same type of prison cooking standards. Right. Microwave. You know, that's all the prison have, like a microwave and a toaster. So, you know, a lot of colleges live that dorm life, that struggle life, that simple meal. You know, how do you make, like, a great sweet potato pie in a toaster oven, you know? and uh, That's really dope, actually. Yeah, no, it's dope. I know how to hook up some ramen. I ain't even going to hold y'all up. Like, I will have it looking like gourmet. I mean, listen, you got to see the the, the the recipes. I'll get you a book. The recipes. Yeah, get me one. The recipes in this thing, like, you know, he has peas pot stickers. Uh, you know, like he has his special macaroni uh, salad with apples, you know. Apparoni salad? I mean, could Aperoni. be. Could be. It was dope. I had a good time. You know, I tell you, I've been running around keeping busy, man. I didn't even That's talk good. about this, too. Actually, uh, I finally got a chance to sit down with Cologinal. What? Did, did, I, did, I, did I tell you about that? I knew that you knew him, but I didn't know that you was going to have a sit down. Yeah, That's I finally lit. had a sit down with him, and uh, I met him up in uh, Yonkers. And, uh, you know, I hope to have him on soon. I'm going to do some things with him as far as, like, you know, I think there's some possibilities to do some work with him. Um, but uh, I Don't said be that- breaking into nothing now. Just make sure that everything... Nah, I sat. Do. I sat down with him. And this is different being respected and feared. Yeah, you, shit, you got that right. <laughs> but you know what's so funny? I sat down with him, and you know what the first thing he told me? He was like, "Yo, you're the real life Cologinal." I told you that too when yeah. I met nah, you. No, nah, no, he's. But that's funny coming yeah, from him. From him, yeah. And you know, he just explained to me about some of his, you know, shortcomings and and, and the things he's been through, and you know, being home from prison, and you know, facing you know everything he's facing. You know, so he's home a couple of years trying to. You know, stay stay afloat and do what you got to do. So, you know, but it's good. It's good to really just really, you know, see that and mess with him and, 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 and be able to build with him. It's funny. I'll tell you, the Internet's an amazing thing. That's mm-hmm. why I always say the Internet is a gift and a curse. Sometimes you'll be meeting some crazy people and sometimes you'll find yourself in places that you never, ever thought you'd right. be. You know, just from the, you know, just from the Internet. You can, you, I mean, think about it. Internet's listening right now. You met someone through the Internet that... You know, you may be cool with now that you talk to all the time or just even once in a while or you, you do this with or did this with or made money with. You know, it's a... That's true. Internet's a gift and a curse, but I'll tell you, when when it's a gift, it's really an amazing gift, you know? That's like this lady. Her name is Stacey J. Johnson. Shout out to you. So She is... Okay, so she's an actress, but then she also was the entertainment guru for the mayor's office in Atlanta. And then she started being a personality on B103. And now she's on a reality show. So I, like, I guess maybe, like, Instagram suggested her. but Or somehow, I don't know, last year I ended up on her Instagram page. And I'm like, this lady is lit. Like, she would, like, she reminded me so much of myself. Like, she was just having a party when she was doing her radio show. And I just wrote... How come I don't know you in real life? And she just wrote back, LOL. So Flash, a year later, um, I connect with Daytuan Thomas and Vibe Magazine, and I did something with them, and I did a live interview with her. And I was like, we felt like we was like sisters. Like, I was like, this is too popping. And I learned a lot of things from my girls, ladies. So she has a book called 143 Reasons to Date Multiple Men. Oh, my God. I I needed this because I don't know how to do this. You guys know I'm America's favorite dry box. So. Slide up in them DMs. No, please don't do, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Slide up. So basically, to all the ladies listening, you have to date three to get your one, and there's nothing wrong with. She was just saying how the the 
biggest or the most precious gift a woman can give to a man is monogamy. And we're out here giving these benefits to men that don't deserve them, girl. So you got to date three to find your one and the ticket to this is honesty don't hide this you let that man know that you are dating dating does not mean fucking let's clarify that right now well let me tell you hold on hold on hold on what about no, the no, guys not, no, what about the guys no y'all been doing this this is not new to you that's the whole thing that's not Men fair have been doing yeah, whatever you, they y'all want don't to know. do they want us to hold you. them down and be loyal but then in the same breath they're like but i'm not ready for a relationship but I gotta get what I I gotta get myself together. I'm not looking for nothing serious. But you better not be with nobody. Like no, 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 and no. Stop giving full time benefits to part time knuckles. Yeah, but stop, stop holding out on the box no. for fucking six months. And Listen, then, and then and when she, you finally I even get the asked box, her about that. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, time frame for giving up the box. You could go with the flow, but. You don't have to give up the box, and you don't have to not. Yeah, but give you're up the, the worst box. person to give huh? advice to on giving up the box. Why? Because you got a fucking keypad lock, a fucking one of those uh, one that you turn to thirty, twenty five. But don't 16. worry, this lock used to be a little loose. <laughs> oh really? Every girl has their homens. Really? So yes, I had homens. Well, what would make a girl want to have homens? Is it? Is I it mean, being it's, depressed? It's is some, it being discouraged? Okay, the same way males and men and guys like to have sex. So do girls. So it's just like because of the stigmas and the things that are attached to we are taught that we're supposed to hold out and do these things so you feel some kind of way but naturally i mean sex feels good and just like a man likes to have sex so does a girl and even if you're in a serious relationship just like a man likes new products so does a girl it's just that it's just so many things attached to doing that so homens happen because you're 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 a human being and it's okay but i'm a strong believer that Homens should just be that. Like, it should just be a homin. Like, you ain't got to run. And maybe, maybe your homin was your whole teenage years. But you got to give that up at some point. Like, you cannot move forward into your 20s if you was already doing that. Or maybe you was abstinent or you was doing great in your teenage years and your homin started in your 20s. But you have to give it up in your 30s. Maybe you're a prude and your homins happen sporadically. Maybe you just got real drunk and fucked your best friend's boyfriend. Listen, that was Did okay. Delete it and move forward. Let Learn me, from it and, and leave it. Me as a man, I feel like the best pussy is the one you love, but also the best pussy is new pussy. Right. That's right? the best one. So do you feel that the best dick is new dick? No. I feel like for a girl, the, the best dick is the dick that you are in love with. Because it is some... It's it's for... Everyone's sex is like maybe, let's say, 80% physical. No, 80% um, mental and 20% physical. It's really... It's more about the, the mental connection. But for a guy, you humping and pumping, and it's all about that new hole. But for a girl, I feel like the best sex is really that guy who just like genuinely loves you and like genuinely cares about you. And you feel that care. And I feel like that's when you like, you know, let go. But there's also great homens with the fast pumping new nigga like that you just you know and there's nothing yeah, wrong with that why? but that don't mean you gotta get on Instagram and throw all the emojis under his picture now or now you gotta be in your feelings and that's why I feel like it gets like a little confusing with all these new technology and gizmos and gadgets but I feel like at the end of the day yes monogamy is fun but so is the other stuff so have your balance Tupac said I get around but then he also did great songs like Dear Mama. Like, nobody is one-sided. But you ain't got to share that with everybody. Yeah, but that just that's means that he was fucking, 
And he also loves his mother. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, no, I he, love you, was, Ma. I your love mama you, was you know? more about just loving women. It was just like, you know, every woman is going to be a mother or has. Is it just, dear mama was bigger than just his mother? Sure, you know, yes, sure. it was tribute to his mom, yeah, and, but, but it, it was about his volumes. love for the woman, especially the black one. Al, shout out to my melanin magic mavens. Mm, 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 That's going to mm. be a new, new website, dating site. Are you looking for that melanin magic? Are, are you done relationship, Lisa? Yes. Okay, okay. Well, I will say this, um, you know, there are many moments for many people. <laughs> but I will will say this. I think if you're young and you're single, enjoy yourself. Yes. Get all that fucking fucking out of you. Because nothing worse than being old and feeling like, yeah. damn, like, get yeah, all your pussy's still you. tight, but you got cowards now. They ain't like, hit it right. You've just been holding out the whole time. Have a moment now and then. It's okay. I always tell people. As long as you're not married. When you're, first of all, people, people used to ask me, because keep in mind, I was married when I was younger. Yeah. And then got divorced very early on. So I was single, you know, uh, and never got into another relationship for over 10 plus years. So people always ask me, how did you get involved again? And, you know, et cetera. And, and here's the thing. When you try too hard, that shit don't happen. Right. But I'm going to give you an example. You, one, you need to be open and willing to be loved. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Sometimes I, I've been loved before, but I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I didn't want love. I didn't want it. What did you want? I just, I just, I just, just want to be. I, nah, but here's the thing too. I just didn't want. There's times where you, you know, first of all, you got to mesh well with the person. You got to vibe with the person. I'm just not a person like you know. I'm not one of those, you know, humping people. Like I can never like I know dudes like that that, that I talk to a girl and and, and you know you want to have like I can never have a sex with a girl who's like doesn't really want to have sex but is willing to because you want it. I can never do that. I never did throughout my whole life. I had girls by I'm like, well, can I, you know. You don't want to. You don't want to have sex, and she's like, "All right, if you want it." I mean, I'm not really in the mood. I can never get up in there and start wailing away while she's like, you know, not in the mood. I need. I'm a vibe person, right? So you know, it's ha- that mental. I haven't haven't said that. Yeah, most definitely haven't said that. I just think that um, if if you've been out of relationship, if if anybody listening has been divorced before, I say hold your head, uh, get yourself a good support group, get yourself a girl that you can vibe with. Don't worry about fucking and pussy. Worry about somebody that you can hang with. I give example, and if men want, if you want me to give you a dirty example, I give you a dirty example. If you can hang with somebody after you come and talk to them and build with them and vibe with them, that's a girl that you should try to get to know more. You know, if you if you after you come and then you're like, damn, man, I want to get this, I need to get the fuck up out of here. Then that's a different story. But I also say you got to also be willing to be loved. Right. A long time. I told I mean, you know how many times I told you, uh, you know, remember when I told you Nat bought all these uh, candles and when I woke, opened the door, I said, what are you doing? There's too many candles in here. You know, instead of enjoying the right. moment, you got to be willing to be loved. That, you know? that is true. You got to be willing to be loved. You can't only, first of all, love yourself, but also be able to get loved. And if you ain't ready to get loved, then just just fuck around till you find it. Stick and move. Be a boxer. (laughs) But, Internet, listen, uh, I'm excited. We're going to come back from this break. I'm so excited. We're going to come back from this break. This is the beginning step of you. Fixing what you need to no, fix no, in no, your no, heart. No, no, no. It is. This is not. It's, it's gonna this be is therapy a tutorial. session. This ain't no tutorial. This is, this is therapy. This is a tutorial. This Internet's, is therapy. Intense. We're coming back with the official burr. The official <laughs> burr, Mister Chris Morrow, which they actually call the Podfather. I can't believe they do this now. But anyway, Internet, you listen to the Premium P Show with Miss Listen Nose. Ow. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. What up, what up, y'all? It's your boy Bobby V. You already know you listening to the Premium P Show with Miss. 
Lissa Knowles, and your boy Bobby V, Blue Collar Dreams. You know the business. Be up! Internets, and we're back. I'm telling you, I'm pretty excited for who we have sitting with us. The the reason why I made the word burr, burr. Okay, was first for DJ Benjamin. And then the other person I made it for is, is Mr. Chris Morrow, who the internet, the podcast world, at least is calling, as Lissa says, the podfather. That's the podfather. And it's funny for me, it's funny for me, right, without even an introduction, we'll go over the introduction, but it's funny for me to even, I guess, call you the podfather. And the reason why is, just so I let the internet know, is when we met, um, and uh, we'll get into the journey, but when we met, me and Chris, um, Combat reached out to on, on on the internet, I believe, because we had we, what happened was we were transitioning from PNC Radio. We basically had no way to tape. So little does I'm going to give a fact for some people who may not know, but um, and this is a fact. Uh, if it probably wasn't for Chris at that time, um, the Combat Jack Show probably wouldn't have had a place to tape. We would probably took about a couple of months off. That's what happened to me. Yeah, and um, so we were able to stay afloat and stay alive because. Um, the internet, does, you know, why don't you explain even what happened on that? Well, I mean, it's getting long enough now that even my memory is a little fuzzy. But how I remember it is Reggie put out on Twitter, like, I'm trying to do this thing. Uh, I don't know anything about radio. Someone who knows what they're doing, help me. Like something to yeah, that, something, okay. that effect. And I was producing the Breakfast Club syndicated show at that time. Oh, look at him! Look at him! You see, he's yeah, he walking and dropping the accolades. First of all, internet. This is, this is just the start. First That's, of all, internet. <laughs> Mr. Chris Morrow is wearing a fucking suit. Yes. Okay, with floor shimes. Okay, or Johnny uh, Johnny Walkers, whatever he's wearing. This whole outfit is courtesy of uh, my man who used to work at J Cole before. Okay. J Cole, J Crew, J Crew. Oh, J. Crew. I was saying, right, I didn't right. even know he had a line. <laughs> So go ahead. So so. So anyway, Reggie put that out there. I've been listening to the show as a fan, mm-hmm. truthfully, mm-hmm. and I hit him up. We got coffee at that place, uh, Gorilla Coffee. Yes, yes. Turns out I used to play basketball with his cousins. I knew some of the same people that he really? knew. Yeah, blah, blah, Fritz. You weren't Chris Dudley. That I was not Chris Dudley. Okay, no, nah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, one thing led to another. I started helping out in whatever capacity. Then... Um, Reggie told me, yeah, you know, they say that they're going to be rebuilding this studio. Yeah, the PNC studio. At PNC. And I said, well, how long is it going to take? And he said, well, it'll take, they're telling me three weeks. And I was like, you it's know. It's three months. Well, I was like, if they tell you the studio rebuild is going to be three weeks, it's three months minimum. It's probably six months. Whatever, you know, whatever it turned out being. Um, so, you know, we made a deal. I just like what you guys were doing. And I just wanted to be part of the part of yeah. the energy and we started you know i guess i can talk about it now but like we basically started sneaking everybody into the studios yeah. that i had access to and you know i think it was like a nice shot of energy at the time because it went from i mean no disrespect to pnc but like that was something they were holding together with like masking tape and tinfoil and all that sort of shit and i like, like the way he said no disrespect and then he said the masking tape right. and tinfoil. but you know what but that that wasn't let me tell you something yeah. for the internet that no that was when the Combat Jack show started to sound the best that it ever was. The quality was was ten times better. The studio, like, that was the first time all of us as a team really were like, yo, this is fucking beautiful. Well, I mean, I don't want to say exactly whose studio it was still, but, like, suffice to say, it's like, it was the best. Like, there yeah. wasn't a better studio out there. And, you know, Dwayne yeah. was doing Dwayne's big the best. Big Yeah, big, he's the best. So it went from... 
kind of like a garage-ish sort of situation to like you're working with the best guys, you got the best equipment, um, you know, so it was it was a lot of fun. But it's funny because the question I'm going to ask you, this is going to come up a couple of times because yeah. at that time, what was even, you know, like what was your goal? Like, because here's the thing, at that time, what could you have really been doing except for just trying to like help out something and you saw something in it and believed in it you know what I mean? Like you couldn't picture what it would where you would be today from that. Well, I mean, here's here's the honest truth. Like when I started, I just had kids. You know, I was in my late 30s, maybe early 40s, but I was still working like very kind of popish terrestrial radio for my radio stuff. Yeah, I'm you, a, you're working with Clint. Yeah, Channel, right? yeah, I'm a I'm a writer by trade and by interest, but I was working in radio and like you know I'm I'm not gonna lie, like I listened to a little bit, but like I didn't I didn't really feel particularly passionate about it because truthfully i was too old you know and then um talk about radio yeah it was not it's not meant for me right now so i remember specifically listening to a combat jack episode uh r.i.p i think it was sean price mm. and who was she uh the rap it was another rapper i'm blanking on her name right now but anyway her woman yeah oh rod digger rod digger exactly yeah. And they were talking about raising their kids and they were, you know, he was talking about smoking weed around his son or she was talking about her daughter's, you know, just like, I was like, oh, okay, this. It's something I can relate to. This I can relate to because this speaks to where I am in my life right now a lot more than the other stuff where, I don't want to say I was fake, but, you know, like I just didn't feel that connection. So that, that kind of excited me to a degree. Like, yeah, like I didn't have any expectations of where this stuff might go, uh, but. You know, once we got in it for a couple, I mean, just to backtrack a little bit, you know, I can remember talking to Reggie and being like, you know, because at the time it was like, this is an internet radio show. Sure. And I was like, you don't want to be an internet radio show. You want to be a podcast. Yeah. Podcast is where it's at. And sure. I, I only really knew about podcasts as a fan again. Like, I didn't have any experience with it. But I do remember you telling me when we were in Premiere, I remember um, you telling me that uh, something about like your brother-in-law, that you had like an idea like to make like a network yeah yeah something like your brother-in-law i don't know what you were able to you know your brother-in-law what does your brother-in-law do he's like a big shot or something he's, like that he at the time was he like he's built and started and sold a lot of internet companies at the time he was like a pretty big deal at google he's uh at TripAdvisor right now he left yeah. but um and you were trying to get like something to show i remember well i mean I, I mean i remember sitting at ben amin's house and we were having a meeting about the combat jack show and everyone smoking blunts and drinking and arguing One, over yeah. what, whatever little shit we were trying to do and i was like listen you guys can fight over this shit this is bigger than a show yeah this is a network there should yeah. be 10 shows yeah. there should be 15 shows and, you know, that was how we started Sneaker Fiends. That's yeah. how we started um, Reality Check, which was NY Delight. And Jazz Fly. Jazz Fly. Um, so, th I mean, that's, you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember, like, a ha an aha moment where it was like, oh, this should be bigger than just one show. But I think what's happened is once once I got into the space and everyone started really thinking of it as a podcast as opposed to a, a internet radio show, because my whole thing was like, People see internet radio shows as something for people who can't get on real radio. Mm. Okay, like it's a fugazi. Like, if you were if you're doing an internet radio show, you would be on the radio. Yeah, but you're not. Except so, for Sirius, right? Nah, because that's like that about them that's, too. yeah. I I got mixed feelings about Sirius, but like a podcast, people do podcasts because they want to do podcasts. So I was like, stop hustling backwards. Stop saying 
we're an internet radio show that's hoping it's going to get on the radio versus, hey, we're a podcast. This sure. is what we do. And then the other part of it was, no disrespect, you guys aren't getting on the radio anytime anyway because that's not who you guys are. You're not polished like that. You don't. People who are on terrestrial radio were, you know, have been doing it since they were 17 years old mm-hmm. and they know how to hit spots and they know how to talk. And to, like, that's not what the Combat Jack show was. Yeah. It was raw. Still is raw. So it's like, to me, it was always like embrace what you guys are, which is this new form instead of trying to fit into like another box. Right. Have you ever wanted to be a, a media personality? Well, I mean, I'm a writer, so. Right. Have you ever wanted to get on a mic, crack a mic, have a show, like? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've toyed with the idea. Um, I mean, when I do writing, I'm like a what you would call a celebrity ghostwriter. So right. Well, we're not really, like Russell Simmons. Yeah. Well, not really, because it is out there. I mean, you I wrote mean, five books, I think. Yeah, right? You yeah. wrote five books, is that correct? I think more, but yeah. But we wrote five books. Of, but we, well, for, for people who are listening that may know, three of them were for Russell. Yeah. One was for Tyrese. Tyrese and Revron. And Revron. Yeah. And what was the other one? One was for Tyrese by I did one with, no, Revron and his wife. Okay, Revron and his wife. I did one with uh, LeBron James's high school coach, uh, Drew Joyce. Um, I think I did, I did a book on reggae, uh, which was the first book I wrote. I wrote that one by myself. So, when you collaborate with these people, does that mean that they basically like kind of like just give you a couple of ideas and you really write the whole book and then just put their name on it with it? I mean, it varies. I mean, you know, oh, and I did one with, uh, and I was fired from this, but I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> it now. I was. Uh, drop it, drop it. Ivanka Trump's ghostwriter. Really? Yeah. You wrote that speech that she stole? You told her? No, I didn't write that. I would have wrote a way better speech than what she Ivanka stole. What does Ivanka Trump smell like? Like perfume wise? She wouldn't let me close enough to really okay. get a, yeah, she was. I would have been sniffing. She wasn't uh, excited to spend a lot of time in my presence, I got to be honest. Hey, I would have grabbed the bite of Why? What do you think it was? Uh, I think, you know, she saw me kind of as like something she had to put up with. Like, you know, like maybe a servant is too harsh, but like. You were the help. I was definitely the help, yeah. So, wait, did you get along with Donald? No, actually the reason they fired me is because they said I didn't show him enough respect. Oh. Yeah. How dare you? You just gonna let his wig tilt. You ain't even fix it. <laughs> he's uh, he's not the nicest guy, and I I spoke on that. He didn't want to make yeah. books great again. Nah, he he doesn't. He was rude to a lot of people, and I kind of said something, and you're not supposed to say something. And... Was he rude to a certain type of person, or just like everybody? And you was just like, hey, I'm out. I'm not the one. No, or were he was, you he was like, never, hey, were he you was, protecting someone? No, nah, he was never rude to me. I just saw him in action, and I was kind of like. You don't talk to black people like that. No, it was actually Donald. He's a white guy. But he, <laughs> he, it was a guy who was clearly, from all I can tell, I didn't know the guy personally. He seemed like a very competent, like professional, right. smart, and he just beat him down and beat him down and abused him verbally. And I, I kind of like threw my arms up. I was just supposed to be a fly on the right. wall, watching to collect information for this book, and I kind of just threw my arms up, like, "What the fuck?" And then they. We're like, you can't. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but they probably want you just to shut up. They were like, yo, you can't. I think I laughed. And they were like, you can't laugh at him. And I was like, but it was like a skit. And they were like, nah. Like. <laughs> so she told me, she's like, I, you know, I need to talk to you. And they brought me into her office. And she said, uh, I think you don't respect my father. And I was like, well. That, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, listen, internets, go out and vote. And vote for Hillary so, you know, we don't have to uh, deal with this type of fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, if if 
this mistake happens, we're in trouble. Yeah, listen, as a former semi-employee of the Trump Organization, if there's anyone out there who's on the fence, get off the fence. You don't want yeah. this guy as your president. Even if you Trust don't me. like Hillary that much, yeah, exactly. vote for Hillary. To, because to, that's all, to all my relatives, if they're listening to this, who might be voting for Trump, don't do it. Yeah. I've told you that privately. I'll tell you that publicly. There you go. Yeah. Now, you know what? I want to I want, I want to go back to uh, – so internets that know or may not know, Mr. Chris Morrow, okay, um, an author. Um, also, as we spoke, someone who – well, actually, we didn't even get to that part where we speak about you know building the podcast. We spoke about bringing in a Combat Jack show. I want to start talking about the network, but I want to explain how funny things that I think – it's funny how, like, when I look at, like, um, like for instance, saying The Podfather. It's funny for me to look at that because I remember being there, being a premiere. And even, like, when we, we actually listened, we had uh, people give us names for um, the, you know, network. the network. And, uh, you know, obviously, I, I used to always make fun because, you know, like, combat and him, like, you would go in another room and you're like, oh, we're in here busy. I'm like, oh, shit, new Illuminati. They have to do this Illuminati shit. But I haven't, haven't making those jokes, and it is what it is. But at the same time, as time passed, I couldn't deny the fact that you know um, what you what you did was you know um, you know put the pedal to the metal, and you know even though Reggie is uh, or Combat as people know is co-founder with you in this loudspeakers network, um, you know I do feel and no disrespect to him, even though you know I really don't you know you know I don't. I'm not going to send him a Christmas gift this year, but the point I'm making is I feel like you did a lot, you know, I don't want to say more, but you did a lot of work, you know, you did. And, and I saw that. The reason I say that for us. So I remember being in PNC, Me I mean, too. not PNC, Premier and being Premier. And we, we did do the sneaker fiends with me in Dallas, you know, that didn't work out. And then there was also a reality check. But then I remember you talking about bringing this kid, Kid Fury in. Yep. And I'll never forget when they used to tape, like maybe Maybe Mello, uh, who was a, an engineer uh, there, maybe he was doing something with them, and we were waiting for Mello. And literally, out of my mouth, and, and combat's, like, not really like that, but, like, laughing. We're like, why the fuck are we waiting for Mello? These people are here because of us. Right. That's how, like, literally, I thought, and how stupid I was. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, I was like, yo, we're the flagship show. You know what I mean? Like, we're the reason... Like, if we think about it, the Combat Jack show is the reason there's a loudspeakers network. Right. If you think about it, you know, all of us, you know. So, That's so, true. No, no, I know it's true. But yeah. what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is to see the success of what these people have become. Like, I remember when when, when, I, when I met Kid Fury and Crystals when they came in, when you, when you guys were talking about doing a podcast. Yep. And we spoke about, you know, what the, uh, you know, what the description would be, a gay guy or, you know, da-da-da-da-da. You know, Not da-da-da-da-da-da. No, I didn't see... No, I didn't see what it could be. But the point I'm trying to make is to see where they took it. No, yeah. Um, that's actually how I found out that Combat had a network. And I remember, like, going to A-King, like, word, my nigga. Like, I have to find this out from some new person. Like, I was at, like, Blockheads or some shit, like, and I had met Kid Fury. And he's like, yeah, we just started this new show on Combat Jazz Network. And I was on PNC, and I was, this was during the hiatus. And I was like, his network? What the hell? Well, first but of all, Chris, you... and, and before you even get to your, your question, Chris and Combat, I mean, uh, I I got to love one one for more than the other, but, we know. but they're very secretive. So, we know. so we don't be the, upset. That's we about the, uh, don't you know, let me, worry. Let, let me address that because, 
you know, that always has been the perception, like, oh, the, what do you guys used to call us, Funky Bergen Jenkins or some shit like that? Well, yeah, well, that was the new law firm. That was the new law firm. Funky Berg was uh, Reggie and you were Jenkins. Yeah, we're going into these secret rooms for our Illuminati meeting. I mean, you know, a lot of it is we don't know what the fuck, or speaking for myself, I don't know what the fuck is going on half the time because this is, it was uncharted territory in a lot of ways, right? Like, it was one show. I know. Starting a podcast network. Well, what the fuck is a podcast network? How do we do this? Um, and I think we did a lot of it very transparently, for better or for worse. You know, and I think that's when you're doing something that way, it can get frustrating be- if if you feel like you're not on the inside because, well, what, what are these guys talking about behind the cold? Or, you know, how does he have a network and I didn't find out about it? Or like... But it was evolving every single day. It was, it was moved. There were a thousand moving pieces and like, we just didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's really the truth. So you can look at a situation and say, all right, well, these guys are trying to be secretive over it. But like, you know. You got to be slithery in this. It's not even slithery, but like sometimes. Well, it's not even that. I like to be like, if I say something, I like it to actually happen. Are you an Aries? No, I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. Oh, oh my God! Lord I didn't even Jesus. know he's a Sagittarius. Oh Lord Jesus, Jesus Lord. Wow. No, but you know, you know, even 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 with that, you know, I remember when like me me and Dallas particularly. I mean, I'm not talking for another man, but me and Dallas used to laugh like when we would go, we'll try to walk into another room, not knowing they're like, oh, okay, we're in here, <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck is going on? But you, well, know, you got to remember, we don't have office space. We don't like if we're gonna sit down and have like. Because decisions had to be made. Like, no, no, I things, know that. And it's like, where else are you going to do it? You're going to do it in this. He but, just wanted a warning. No, no, like, no, he no, wanted to be like, hey, we're in this room having a meeting. Like, he didn't want to walk in and feel like he was not a part of the plan or not knowing of what was no, going that, on. That, that, he felt like, what the fuck? Uh, of course. That was Especially, the feeling. I got you, Pete. I got thank you. you. Thank Especially you. because he kind of felt like you guys built this on his blood, sweat, and tears, on his no, not back. Not only me. There was on their other back. People. There was, there other was people. a whole crew of them that was mad at y'all. So, so they felt like, damn, like we don't even know what's going on, but here we are giving our time. And we also, if it wasn't for the Combat Jack show, which started somewhere else, there would be no this. Right. So how we, come we, we don't got, know we what's got the going ball on? Rolling. We got the ball rolling. Right. So they feel like, how come we don't know when y'all going to pass it or we don't know when y'all going to shoot? Yeah, but we didn't know. Right. No, I'm just, no, but I'm, even, even, I'm even, playing. Even on that, on that, advocate. on that subject, even, even though later on, you know, I mean, it's all love. I mean, me and Chris have had a back and forth relationship. I think mm-hmm. the only times I was mad at him was probably because he didn't communicate well. And he probably felt like he didn't need to. And Reggie didn't care because he was getting put on. He's like, well, you know, Reggie's like kind of like, like, hey, I give an example of Reggie for, for people who, who want to know. Uh, one time um, we were at the studio and there was this guy that came here and he was wearing like this wild, like, I don't know, like a dress type thing. And I was like, and I turned to Reggie. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that guy wearing? He's like, yo, shut up, man. He's friends with Serena Williams. I'm trying to go out to eat the lunch with him. And I was like, fuck out of here. Yo, but, yeah, but you know what? Truth, truthfully, truthfully, a lot of that came from me. Yeah. Like a lot of the like, all right, we got to try to make this semi-legit came from me. And here's the thing. It's like. We had this thing that was like very organic, very from the ground up, you know, like 100% real. But when, you know, that's that's fun for a while. But then after people have been doing it for six months, seven months a year, what have you, people start saying, all right, well, this was cool. But what's the next step? Right. When are we going to start getting paid? When is, when is this going to happen? And like, if that's the transition you got to make, 
then yeah, like you can't say some of the shit that was being said or you can't just watch. Like it was rock and roll for a long time. Right. You know, like so to me, I think even more so than Reggie, I was always like, you got to edit that. You can't say like, yeah. which isn't really who I am. Like I'm, I'm actually more into the raw shit. Yeah. But I knew that like if we're going to eventually make this transition – I'm not saying it has to become terrestrial radio, but like at some point there has to be some like sort sponsors of sponsors and people to get involved. You can't do and say yeah, no, no, but, things. but but that Serena Williams thing, Serena Williams thing was off the air. That was like the, the yeah, but, but still, he was already starting to move a certain way. Like yeah, like maybe he, he wanted to into yeah, like you know some dudes there, and you know that it's anyway. You get the idea. Like the no, big, but here's the thing: finishing that, yeah. f- finishing that part. The, and you admitted too, communication is like before we started this episode, we were speaking about communication is key. And you, you admitted times where there wasn't always good communication, you know, like, yeah, like between everybody. Like, you know, like keep in mind, like a Ben Hameen, uh, a Dallas Penn, a Matt Raz, you know, uh, uh, and me. Uh, and A King, like most of us didn't know what was going on. And when the network did go up, and not that I like now, you know, everybody's in a, in a space and God bless, I'm not even mad, but. But, but you know, there was times for a long time, like, you know, you tap Matt Raz to come with you and do some things. Yep. Um, he, uh, Internet, just so you know, uh, Chris Morrow is not the worst handshaker in the world. Now Matt, you changing it? Matt, Matt Raz him. No, Matt Raz greasy hand? No, no, he's Slither. It's Slither. With the, the juiciness? Rub, rub that towel. Let me see. No, he's... he's now nah, he's I. But yeah. anyway, but anyway um, um, I think a lot of us were like, um, you know, well, particularly I speak for me, but, you know, kind of like... The network got started. It got rolling. Yep. You did a. You, you started to do a lot, and we'll get into the real like logistics of it. But you did yep. a lot of great stuff with it. Yep. And none of us ever like one time we got this check from LSN. I'll never forget. Reggie comes out. He hands He's us a check. Things hold on, hold on. <laughs> Reggie comes out and he gives us a check. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I open the check on the check. It says Loudspeakers Network. I was like, holy shit! They got their own check. You know how much that shit said. $29. I look at Dallas Penn. Hold up. I look at Dallas Penn. I look at Dallas Penn. He says $29. I mean, he's like, yo, let's get the fuck up at So we want to, yo, yeah, as I'm we're going home. checks for $29. As, yo, as we're going home, yo, check this out. A King, me, we start talking. And I say, yo, A King, man. Yo, this shit is disrespectful. <laughs> yo, we got a $29 check. He said, $29? I got 18 Good Lord, that's a lot of money. And I was All like, I got was $17.45. And, 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 and you know what? <laughs> but that's what it is no, when no, you're no. starting. No, 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 no. But hit, keep in mind. I'm keep so, in mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. Keep in mind. And, and and you gotta admit, maybe this is questions for for Reggie, but keep in mind. No, this is a question. No, no, for this Bob is a question for him too. Mm-mm. Keep in mind. Yeah. As time went on. Yeah. None of that Combat Jack show, the flagship show supposedly, right? Even when you've seen success, got tapped to do any work. What do you mean? Like you know, besides Matt Raz, and Matt Raz is the one who told the uh, uh, Combat the show sucked and it wouldn't last long, and and Reggie held on to that forever, and and all of a sudden now he's fucking working for him. Point I'm trying to make is because you gotta hustle until your enemies no, need no, jobs. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is no one. From the Combat Jack show got put on like meaning like where oh. there was room to make money, like meaning like like Pete, I used to tell Pete, no no, no Pete, I'm Pete, just Pete, yeah. hold on Pete, let him do yeah, okay this, average, this, we're this, talking about recently I'm this talking is about, revisionist oh, history man okay Go ahead. all right I mean every p- plenty of people got opportunities some opportunities work out some opportunities don't work out. But How come y'all didn't get Pete a job? He needed. I gave Pete a job. That's what it sounded like. No, no, no. He's that in was his at box. The, that was at the end. He's not in his bag. Was... He in his 
box. Now, I'm talking about. You need to know. When it started getting running and people were moving and grooving and making money, nobody really got tapped. But they didn't get why tapped. Did you, why did you want to get tapped for that you didn't get tapped for? But but here's the thing. No, nah, tell me. What did you get? What it's not only me. I'm speaking about me. I would like to see A. King nah, get a position. Don't talk about A. You don't know no, no, he's no, getting tapped. He, a. King might be getting tapped. What well, was now, your plight? No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is if if, if I'm doing that right here, I'll Let's give you an example. Let's bring A. King in. That's going to be like ding dong. If, if, if I'm – think about it, right? If you're saying that the Combat Jack show was a flagship show, right? Right. And it was built off of that. The people involved in it just were, were – because you know what it is? You didn't deal with the Combat Jack show at all after that. That's true. You went on and then you left Reggie alone. You know, you don't, you don't interfere with that. And I understand. Right. You were running the network. Right. But what I'm saying is if he, his plan was not to really take care of anyone from the team, right, why wouldn't there be any open spots for LSN? Like, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, nobody, like, like you, you don't, this, you don't I mean, I don't want to go through the list of everybody who's done everything, but there have been opportunities for everybody. Okay. Before my, before I left with Reggie. Yeah. There was never no opportunity for me as far as for LSN. How so? How? I'm asking you. How? There was never. Well, I, let's see. We gave you a podcast. They sent you to Vegas to talk to no, the people. No, 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 Before no. we sent them to Vegas. Okay, they I, gave I you know affirmations. Oh, wait, wait. You want to go back to Sneaker Fiends? Okay, but did we, we, not, did we not build fiends. a podcast that you were the co-host of? Yeah, but, it, and then you also ended it. No, I didn't end it. Okay. Who this ended it? This is revisionist history. Who okay. ended it? I'll tell you exactly what happened. Okay. We ran out of studio space, and there were two podcasts that wanted that studio. One was Fan Bros that had just started. And one was Sneaker Fiends that had been around a little bit longer. With me and Dallas Penn. Dallas right. Penn and Premium Pete. And it had been going for a while. And it had a good episode with, I think, Action Bronson yep. with the guest. And that was like its highest rated episode. Ding dong! Your name was brought up. It's only right. We got A. King in the building. No, no, no. no. Let him stay outside. Close the door. Why? You, you said his name. Close the door. Close the door. He's Close. here. Close the door. I don't want A. King in here. Why? Good. All right. So... Now we got one studio, two shows, okay? Mm -hmm. And I made a call where I was like, I think Fan Bros is the one who should get the studio. And I came to you in Dallas and I said, listen, we got a studio crunch. I'm trying to uh, figure it out. Right now I'm going to let Fan Bros get the studio. I want to buy you guys equipment and have you record out of somebody's apartment until I can figure out another studio. It's the real. And look... that's the call that I made. Um, I just want to be really honest with you. Yeah. How come you? I don't. Just, I don't. I don't ever remember that conversation. Yeah, selective memory. No, hold on. Hold How up, come you hold chose up. Fan Bros over them? At the time, I felt it had more momentum. Truthfully, Fan Bros. Yeah. Okay. It just started, and I thought it had more momentum, and I was upfront about it. I was like, "That's the choice I'm making." Mm-hmm. Here's they the, still offered to give you equipment. And, here's the equipment. Yeah. Not optimal. Not what you wanted to hear. I understand. I'm gonna that. explain to you what happened. Yeah. They uh, came to us and said, no one's allowed to tape in uh, the studio anymore at Premiere. That's all they said. No one was allowed to tape. We're taping the Combat Jack show, and all of a sudden, me and Dallas turn our head, and we see Ben Hameen walking by ta- after he's done taping. Yo, yo. We, yo, honestly, yo, we looked at them like, yo, what the fuck? And you remember that night. Remember, I don't know if you remember. We were real. I, I, I was like, yo, that should, that should, that, 
That shit took my heart out, man. I was like, yo. Because he felt like he was the reason was like, why yo. Ben Amin was even on. So for Ben Amin nah, to be I don't feel like that. overriding. No. I just felt like that sneaker fiends. The thing is, it, look, a combat jack didn't get Jordans till he was 50. What the fuck would he know about sneakers? Uh, 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 Chris is a good dude, but he don't know anything about sneakers. He didn't know the momentum we were building. If you ask him, he told me before, say it again. And no disrespect to the fan bros. He feels that, you know, if he had to go back, you said you would have maybe made Yeah, made I probably would have stuck with sneaker fiends. Yeah. But that's the decision I made. Yeah. Right, living your life. So, you, you could have chose to take my equipment and keep recording until I found another studio. And I would say that I had a track record of proving that I could make shit happen. It might take a week. It might take two weeks. It might take three weeks. But if you're passionate about this show... You deal with the cards you've been dealt, and you keep it moving. Well, you you chose not to go that route. You well, chose. Because, no, 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 no. Let me finish. I was supposed to go on Skype. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. You chose not to do that route. Mm-hmm. I remember you getting upset and telling me, if you don't want us, we'll take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. People don't well, like that type of ultimate. You told us that we had to go on Skype. We weren't trying to get no bathroom type. Uh, hey, man. I'm dealing I, with. This that's the cards I was dealing with at the time. That's the cards that were dealt to you. You can deal with it how you want to deal with it. It's X amount of years later. No, I know. You I got know. your own podcast now. You want to still cry about what happened? I'm not crying. I'm. I'm. I'm I mean, look how mean Dallas feel. Okay. You don't think that 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 was some? We just felt like. I mean, look. I'm keeping it real. I mean, I'm here to praise you. I'm here to go through your journey, but I'm also here to keep it real. Yeah. I think it's I mean, a, mean this is Dallas. A, like I said, this is the beginning of his healing process. Like, no, I don't. No, don't do that. You do have some pent up things that you do need to deal with, and this is the right person to start with. And he's giving you clarity. He's being a hundred percent honest, and you're doing the same thing. This is going to be a wonderful movement and a shift in your energy. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I don't have no really pent up. You do uh, a little bit, like first. at the end of the day. Obviously, like, you do, Pete, because we've had this. Discussion five times, no, ten times, probably seven. He's no, just, but but you no, know yes, Sagittarius's are. But yeah, you, but what you, you mean about sneaker fiends? Yeah, but what? What do you mean? We've we've about been through everything. this. Yeah, but there was no hidden agenda. There was no. Yeah, but the way you're saying it didn't happen like that. That's what I'm trying absolutely to say. Absolutely, have it happen. No, you you basically said no one's allowed to tape no more. We'll tape on Skype. Pete, now, okay, now hold on a second, I mean, Pete. You're yeah. you're very much in your head. Now put yourself in my head, mm-hmm. my situation for a second. I'm employed at a company. Yeah. Okay. I'm risking my job yeah. by bringing you into this company. Yeah. And I think you would admit that not everybody approached that situation like, hey, this dude is risking his situation. We weren't told that, though. When I did find that out, no, I no, did no, tell no, you no. that. That no, was we always we weren't, no, All right. I didn't Let know me finish. That. Okay, Let me finish. So look at it from my perspective. I got all these guys coming up here all the time. I'm not making a dime off it either. In fact, I'm risking everything mm-hmm. to make this happen. And I'm able to walk this tightrope for months where I got three shows running out of here. And I got sometimes 15, 20 people up in the middle of Midtown Manhattan, right? Yep. In this studio that no one's supposed to be there. And there are cameras everywhere. And if anything goes left, I'm gone the next day. But that's, that's the choice I've made, and I'm cool with it. And if something happens where that, for whatever reason, one of those studios is no longer available to us suddenly. Mm-hmm. And I say to you, this is the choice I got to make. I need you. I'm going to buy the equipment. Okay. I'm going to give you the equipment. I need you to take from somewhere else. If you interpret that as, well, he's shitting on us. 
He don't respect us. He doesn't see what we've built. I can't control that. To me, that's a pretty good deal. You chose to interpret it the way you chose to interpret it. I believe in sneaker fiends. I might not know shit about sneakers. I might be too old. But I believe in you. No, no, no. Let me finish. I believe in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I always have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We're going to try to make but this work. But you know that me and Dallas have felt a way about that. That's why we never came back. Okay. I mean, I but I can't, I can't change the reality. It's not like there was a studio that was sitting there empty and I was like, oh, good. We got Pete and no, Dallas No, true. I understand. There. But you also <laughs> – but also we were, we were a little reckless. And what I mean by that, and I know that got you mad and it was easy for you to make that decision – the reason why I say that for is I remember times used to come into the studio and say it's time to cut because we had to go tape the Combat Jack yeah. show. And, and then we would keep you going and waiting and then you would get upset. At yeah, I would get upset. Look. One time we locked the door. We said, and then he was banging But okay, the so imagine that. Here I am. Right. I got these guys up in my work, my workplace. <laughs> I got a wife and kids. This is my workplace. And I'm letting them use the state of the art, the state of the art studios with the best engineer in the city. And they're locking the door on me. Right. But when I say, no, it hey, wasn't on you. It was somebody. It was, but still, it's, it's they were sending space. somebody. It's I forgot who it was. So, you know, hey, if you guys didn't like it, I'm sorry, but. Yeah, but. I, so I, even going through that, what kept you motivated? Like, how come you, you didn't just say, fuck it? Like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do this. What I just told Pete. At the end of the day, Pete can feel however you feel. I think you got talent. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas has talent. I know Dallas has talent. Reggie has talent, Fury and Crystal, and, you know, like, I saw the talent. And part of running a network and making shit happen is when there's problems with the talent, when people get frustrated, when people feel a certain way, when people see it from their perspective, oh, you're doing this for this person, but you're not doing it for me. Part of being able to successfully run or manage a situation like that is to check your ego and say, all right, let me talk to Pete. Right. Let me see what I can do. Let me talk to Dallas. I might not still tell you what you want to hear, but I don't fucking start slamming the doors right. and say, well, fuck that. I'm out of here. This is over. Like, right. you suck it up. That's yeah. that's part of what How it takes. How did you connect with the Kid Fury and, and Crystal for the, from, the, from the read? Uh, so Jazz, we mentioned it. Jazz Fly and NY Delight had a podcast called uh, Reality Check, which... You know, for all the drama we're talking about, Pete and Sneaker Fiends, it was 10 times it with that. I heard you that know? show was fake. I'm not even going to lie. There's, I heard that that show was just made up to, so that she can get on that gossip game show no, no, on VH1. No, that wasn't fake. Just, okay. They didn't click. Okay. They didn't click. And there was a lot of drama with that. But, like, it wasn't fake. I mean, they were both real and they both wanted it to yeah. work. It just didn't click. But anyway, Jazz had Fury on um, as a guest for one of the episodes. And at that time... Because they weren't clicking, they used to pull me out of the Combat Jack studio and ask me to come in and sit on, sit in on. Like a mediator. Right. Yeah, not a mediator, but just like another person in the room to kind of. Right, like a buffer. And they would have Just Blaze coming at the end and yep. he would do something. So they had me in the room and I was on mic and they brought in Fury and he was, and I was, you know, I just remember thinking like, hey man, this kid, like, there's something, he's got it. I don't know what it is, but he's got it. And it kind of just stuck in my mind. And then, um. You know, I approached him. I was like, do you want to do a podcast? He didn't know what a podcast was. Well, he was already popping on YouTube. He had a thing. but I didn't know about that when he came on. But, like, he definitely, like, people knew him through his series. He would do these vignettes on YouTube. Um, So, I mean, I think he 
he had that advantage of coming in with like a lot of people already fucked with him. Right. Yeah. And he already had Crystal. Like, was she on the videos? No, I mean, so initially I was a big fan of uh, Fresh Alina, crunktastical.com. And I had this idea where I was like, all right, I want to pair Fury up with a woman. And I really love Fresh. So I was like, you know, I'd love to pair you up with this woman and maybe you guys would hit it off. And he was like, well, actually, I have a friend and we just have really good conversations and I'd love to try it with her first. And in my mind, I was like, eh, this isn't really going to work, but let's try it see how it goes and if it doesn't work then we'll go the fresh angle and like bang you know like they had it that's dope yeah so but 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 it also took a minute i mean obviously it was it, it became popular but it took a minute to get to i mean the status that it is today you know i mean how did, it, it's not it wasn't the the like juggernaut that it is today but i mean you know when even today like Tomorrow we're going to launch, I don't know when this airs, but like tomorrow we're going to launch Envy's new podcast, right? Yeah. Like. What is that called? The Casey Crew. It's him and his wife, Gia. So it's on LSN. Uh, it is. Look at that. Another one. Another God one. damn, I should have got 1% of the company, man. <laughs> damn it. Hey, Pete. Fuck. But, uh, um, but anyway, I don't know what that's going to do, right? Like, I, I, you just don't know. So with the read, like, when it dropped, I didn't really have any expectations. I just right. wanted people to like it. Like, I just wanted people to connect with it. That was my hope. And let me tell you, like, that first, like, five hours was, like, among the... It was, like, a scene from one of these movies where they're watching, like, the fucking stock thing just keep going high. You know, like, 5,000, 10,000, yeah. 50. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this hit. And then it, you know... You know, it had like growth spurts. It would get a little bigger, and then maybe a plateau, and yep. then it keep. But it's it's kept growing, and and the fan base has grown so much. I mean, obviously, we've seen. I mean, we could even take it to talk about the first time they did a live show. I know you. I mean, you were talking one time. I remember you saying that fucking people were screaming and going crazy. No, nah, I mean, I mean specifically, I remember someone sending me a video from a show they did in Houston. Okay, before Fury came out, and like just. When they saw him coming out, all you could hear was screams. And I remember listening to it, and I told my wife, I was like, those aren't the screams you hear for a podcast. Right, like, like Michael that's Jackson. That's the Beatles, like yeah. Michael Jackson. I was like, this shit is, something happened. Like, those aren't podcasts. I don't know what a podcast scream is, but, like, that was that right. was rock star scream. You know, one thing before that um, I thought of a while ago, and, and it's obviously it's a good time to bring it up. And it's funny to me because before the network really like took off and right. it was like, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple shows, I always wondered that if the read would leave y'all. I don't know why I felt that. I just felt like, you know, they would get so big that they're like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like that. You know, did you ever, not, not saying that you ever think that they would leave you, but, did, you know, that relationship progressed to a time where they believe in you? I mean, evidently. Yeah. I mean, I can't put words in their mouth, but, yeah. like, we've had a successful relationship, and I feel really good about, you know, my relationship with them personally and, you know, where the show's at and where it's going. So, you know, it's worked, yeah. you know. And why do you think it's so big? I think it's so big because of Crystal and Fury. Like, but why? But why? 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 Like, you know, people listening that, you know, want to be the, the, the next read or want to be, you know, the, their own type of podcast – you know that's that's on a level of that. You know why why is their podcast so big? Why are people going crazy? I mean, I I even watch uh, 
when they go on tour and these people go fucking crazy when they come Well, I mean, I think it's a combination of several factors. I mean, I think the first is they've been very honest with their audience from day one. About who they are? About who they are, about what they're going through at that point in their life, about what they're thinking. And they haven't worried about, like, what the ramifications will be of what they say. Like, they really just put their shit out there and, like... I think, to me, like, that's the most important aspect of any podcast. Like, whoever's out, like, even right now, like, you can, we can argue about, you know, what about this happened during LSN and Combat Jackson and all this stuff. That's what podcasting is supposed to what be. What do you mean? What would you say? I mean, the conversation we just had. It's like uncut, unfiltered. Like, this is... Oh, okay, about real, arguing like, about uh, well, me and it, you? it could be an argument. It could be... We weren't arguing. It's no, no, but what I'm saying... It was a disagreement. Like, yeah, it was a disagreement. But what I'm saying is... To me, that's the essence of good podcasting. Like, yeah, real, raw. It's raw. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Real, raw, unfiltered. Like, if people want to listen to sanitized versions of the situation, that's what the radio's for. Yeah. There's no need to listen to a podcast to hear a sanitized version of something. It's got to be authentic. So, right off the bat, uh, they were very authentic. They remain very authentic. I think the other thing that really. I mean, they're also both just very funny, engaging, entertaining people, which seems like an obvious thing to say, but, like, that's a big part of it. Yeah. The other thing is, like, I think they came around at a point where nobody was really making content for people who kind of shared, like, a similar POV with them. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, for their audience, it was such a breath of fresh air, just like podcasting had been seen as this, like, very white kind of hipster for men burr. You know, burr. Yeah. <laughs> and like this shit just came out of left field and spoke directly to people sure. and they related to it and they related to it so like it's like people you know it's funny when we went down to a3c and all the different events we get yeah. people actually feel like they know you they feel like they know you i mean so that's those are the big picture things the other aspects of it which i don't you know has kind of been a thing that I don't think other people notice as much, especially other podcasters and even other podcasts that I work with is they're very disciplined. Mm -hmm. Every single one of their episodes follows a pattern. Every one of their episodes has very set segments. The segments are in the same place every week. Now, if, now do do that they do that themselves? Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, it's funny because in this day and age, people will put titles on things. You know, like what I mean by that is like, you know... Jonathan Mena is a very talented kid. Right. Right. I love him. But right. when he says producer to Combat Jack, Combat ain't listening to nobody. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if that's true, but. Well, well okay. When you say tax. <coughs> tax point, might not listen to anybody. Okay. But the point I'm trying to make is there's very few controlling, say, producers. Some people let other people uh, tell them what to do, or some people do what they do. Right. So obviously you're saying they do what they do and follow their pattern. You know what well, I mean? Well, they have a very specific vision of what they want to do and they follow that every week and i think that's important and if you know if you're a podcaster out there i would say like look let's be real like there was a time where there just weren't as many podcasts and everybody could just you know turn on the mics and talk their shit sure. and it was cool you can't really get away with that anymore i mean like i can't tell you how many emails i get Every week from people are like, yo, I got this podcast. It's kind of like a barbershop talk thing. Sure. You know, like we're going to talk about stuff that's happening. And I'm just like, that's and cool. Look, 
When we started this shit, the thing I told people was you should do a podcast because you want to do a podcast, not because you think it's going to make you money, not because you think it's going to make you famous. You should do it because you just really want to get your shit out there. Exactly. That, that remains true in 2016. Exactly. Any one of those people who sends me an email saying like, hey, if that's really what you want to do and you feel passionate about it, that's exactly what you should do. However, if you do want to try to take it to the next level, you're going to have to fine tune it. And what do you mean fine tune it? Explain that. Break that down for people. I mean, what I always tell people is, I was like, imagine you're at a party and someone comes up to you and says, "What are you doing right now?" And you say, "Oh, I'm working on a podcast." And then they say, "Well, what's it about?" What's your reply? Well, you know, it's kind of like we talk about shit that's happening in the news, or you know, we talk about like, yeah, that's not. You want to be able to. You want to have a high concept. You want to have something, even if it's. Bizarre or seemingly out there, you want to have a concept that's going to make people pay attention and notice and say, "Oh, this feels different than everything else that's out there right now." I forget the name of it, but there's a there's a successful podcast out right now. Ah, shit, what's the name? I forget. But anyway, like it's clearly not on LSN. It's not on LSN. You got that memory, right? But so basically, and I'm kind of probably half making this up, but like basically, the concept is the guy takes calls from people he doesn't know who they are. And it's a compet, and they can talk, and they can't say who they are, and it's like a competition. How long can he talk to them without them hanging up? Oh, right. It's I like that. It's weird. It's different, but it's unique. Well, and keep in mind, in in and it's a hit. Where I can imagine, it's but a hit. keep in mind, in a world today of so many different podcasts, you have to stand out. You got to stand out. Different. You have to be unique. Yeah. You know, so so it's funny that you went right into that because we'll go to a break real soon, but but uh. I want you to exactly for the people that want to know, like, hey, because I'm look, people have hit me up and like, yo, right. Pete, I know you, uh, you know, uh, you think you could speak to Chris about getting me on LSN? Who the fuck? I didn't know you had a podcast. What the fuck do you want from me? Right. So the point I'm trying to make is, if these people are hitting me up, then I can only imagine how many people are hitting you up. Oh uh, no, and I feel like an asshole because I don't get back to a lot of people, and the you truth, douchebag, you. It is, and like. For a long time, I was the person hitting somebody else up, trying to get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, "This asshole never got. He didn't even fucking reply to the email." And now, now you're become, the and now I'm that asshole, and I can't because like I literally can't keep up with it. And what can I tell everybody? Why like, don't you at least have like um, like a general? quick like response like you know like the automatic response yeah but where, that, like that, thank you for your interest yeah, you might be right we're I'm not getting to, back to you i know douchebag. i'm right i know <laughs> i'm right mr morrow because that's what listen to so you need a uh, automatic so they at least feel like okay he's gonna get back to me and then if you curve them at least but i'm not gonna get back to them automatic systematic so listen it's, anyone who sent me an email i apologize i wasn't he's asshole. too busy international if, if i had Less shit on my plate, I would take the time to reply to everybody. But like my, so thing you is, might be passing up someone that's like dope though. Like how do I mean? I how think, does a great no, person? No, 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 do that's the, real. Like I always think about the story where they say like Big Sean just rolled on Kanye outside of a radio right. station. Like there's a Big Sean that I didn't reply to. Yeah, and that's that's a you know that's I don't want to say it's scary, but like well then you know what for the people for, the, for all the people that are listening that have podcasts and there's so many out right. there now. This is what I want for them. I want you to tell them what it would take to get on LSN and also at the same time, what makes a great podcast to you? I think what makes a great podcast is creating that connection, mm -hmm. no matter what it's about. Um, I think there's a podcast for everybody out there. Mm -hmm. I think no matter what you're into, 
no matter what kind of captivates you or excites you, someone out there is talking about it specifically in a way that you want to, you know, hear it. You want and you don't know, like, uh, you know, I'm really into this podcast called Hardcore History. Mm. And each episode is five hours long. Oh, you got time. And you sure you ain't got time to answer got time emails? Today, I, I do it when I uh, do my shift at the Park Slope <laughs> Food Co-op. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but seriously, like, they they did, like, a seven-part series on the Mongol Empire. And, like, every second was, like, incredible, right? You You might not be into that. But out, there's someone out there who's like, yo, I really want to listen to this podcast about the Mongol Empire. So, you know, for loudspeakers, like, we're a business now. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. looking for podcasts that are going to make money. So, But so, here's, so, here's, here's, okay. here's where the shift is happening, though. It used to be, like, the mentality was, well, in order for a podcast to make money, it has to have a certain amount of listens. Sure. Right? Um and that number has always changed. I mean, there was a time where it was like 25,000 an episode was like a big show. Yeah, downloads. Now that's like eh, 25,000, like whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, and there's shows that are doing 300,000, 600,000. However, the flip side is we, we brought up Fan Bros before. Yeah. All right. So. Which is still around and shouts to them. Fan Bros. I, I do. I and do they, love them. they're mad at me too. But like, Fan Bros. They're mad at you. I mean, for the same reasons. I mean, I gave them the shot, and then after a while, like, I pulled back a little bit, you know? Right. So, Do they tape, still tape in the studio, or they tape Yeah, they tape, they tape here. Okay. And I still support the show, which is coming into what I was bringing up. Like, so Fan Bros doesn't do the same numbers as our bigger shows. Yes. But we developed a, co- a relationship with a company called Loot Crate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah, with Loot Crate. Yeah, I heard it. I wasn't. They basically, every month they send you a box and has very geeky shit. In it, you know, movies, references, TV condoms. shows. Condoms. I don't know about condoms, okay, but all that sort of stuff. Geeks ain't having sex. Yes, they are. It's those lotion in there, lotion. No lotion. And magazines. Anyway, it's geeky shit. And Fan Bros is a geeky show. So th- here's the perfect storm, right? A geek box for a geek show. Yeah. They've sold a lot of these things. Nice. Okay? More than some of the larger shows. Right. Because, okay, well, hold on a second. Now we're talking to their specific audience. So I think there is a future for smaller shows that can find their niche where it's like, we know exactly who you're talking to. We know exactly who your audience is. And hey, here's this. Pro- and not every product's going to work. Right. Not every product's going to work for that show. But that also comes back to what I was saying about having a high concept. Because if you're just like, hey, this is just kind of like a show where we keep it real. And we like an advertiser is not going to be able to look at that and say, oh, I got just the just the thing. But if you're like. Oh, this is our the premium peach show, and every week we talk about the best in fly fishing. You know, like maybe only X amount of people listen every week. But at least you have you there's have a fishing rod company out there that's like, right. oh, hold on, he's got a fly fishing show. I got you, Mister Morrow, because this is the premium peach show where we know about sneakers and weaves. Yes. So hit us up. Well, well, and 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 you know what, Chris, and we spoke about this too. And listen, this is something for you to also understand, and the internet and the rest of the world. A lot of advertisers haven't even tapped into podcasting yet. I yeah. feel like some of them are going to be very late. Like, like I feel like a lot of companies are afraid to. They want to be a follower instead of a leader. You know, that's why I love uh, what Bevel has done. Right. I mean, because they've been messing with you guys for a long time. I mean, they even mess with me. Uh, you know. And, and and I being I'm very honest with you, for them to 
commit to something that may have not worked for them. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know. It was well, but no, work. this. The reality is it did work. No, it did. It yeah. did. It, no, but it may have not worked for them. Right. It was a risk. It, it was, was a risk. It was a risk. And, and, and they're still here. No, they're not only still here. I mean, it's a wildly successful company. Of course. Now, you could say part of the reason they're wildly successful. Because loudspeakers was, was a big... Well, I wasn't even going to say that. I was just going to be like, because they understand the value they in got taking it. those risks. Yeah. Yeah. Is your signature fade from the bevel blade? Uh, no, no, he's got the flow. Okay, he uses he the, the clippers. He's still using scissors. Um, I have a question because you guys are pioneers in this whole podcasting thing, and you have all these new people coming in, like a Nori. So Nori's like allegedly he's starting his own like network. Yep. How do you feel about that? I mean, God bless him. Good luck. Well, what about you? Don't feel there's no like podcast beef when it comes to networks. Nah, listen, I've never. I mean, there is podcast beef. Right. Let's let's talk about. I've never subscribed to it or tried to be part of it. I mean, I think anyone can tell you like from the moment like these other shows or networks or whatever have you like started to emerge, people will come to me like, "Hey, how do you feel about me going on this show?" Or how do you feel like, or even me coming here tonight? Like, it's all good. Like. Did you have to clear this with combat? I did. Really? Yeah, I did. Why? 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 Because it's politics. It's a respect it's thing. You. Yeah. Why? It's what a respect they was thing. in that room without you, bruh. Yeah, that's right. They, they're being <laughs> that's sneaky why. But but <laughs> they no, no. slithery. But but anyway. Look. I mean, look. When when do, do I call tax and say don't don't do noise podcast? You know, like do I call? But do you feel like you should, like do you feel something? No, because you know the the reality. Look, I can't speak for anybody else. I can only speak for myself. And the fact is. The energy of podcasting, maybe not in the hip-hop podcasting space, but the overall energy of podcasting was always one of, like, collaboration. We're all in this together. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats or whatever. Like, that's always been the mentality. So I've always subscribed to that. And then the other part of it is, like, I think it's short-sighted to, like, draw these little lines in the map and say, well, well, you're not loudspeakers or, you know, you're this. Like, this is still a very small community. Sure. We're all going to end up having to work together to collaborate, to be Somehow, part of Somehow, some way. So why, why? That's Well, that's the world we live in. Competition, people love. Here's the thing. Obviously, yeah. LSN has definitely, uh, um, you know, first of all, I, I already gave you a congrats. I also, right. you know, I, you know me. I congratulate you and then I call you a douchebag. Right, 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 right. It's the love-hate thing. Right. But I did say, um, you know, you did great work. There's tons of fucking uh, great podcasts that are on the Loudspeakers Network and, and, and continue to grow. But what do you think about, like, uh, like you know, CBS? I didn't even know CBS had their own podcasting with Rat Radar. I mean, I think the CBS thing, you know, I won't say it's worrisome to me. And this isn't like a shot against Nori or Elliot and those guys. But, like, you know, we're still, like, a little engine that could like we you know as much as anyone else we built this shit out of literally nothing yeah. like we literally built this out of sneaking into studios sure. in the middle of the night risking taking risks taking risks and hustling and all that shit and like you know now when cbs is like oh that's hot we're gonna start a podcast network to me you know that changes that changes the playing field slightly. Yeah, and it might change the playing field in a better way, or it might change it for worse. But it's going to change it. You know, and my concern isn't so much loud. Like we're fine. Like we've established who we are, and like all we got to do is just 
keep doing what we're doing. It makes, what, what I'm concerned about is the ability that I had four years ago to say, okay, Fury, I kind of know who you are. I don't know who Crystal is, your friend. Fuck it, I'm giving you a podcast, yeah. right? Or Dallas and Pete, let's yeah. do the sneaker podcast, or whoever it was. You're going to lose that the more the CBS is in invo- are involved. Sure. It's going to become, who's the next celebrity can we give a show to? Sure, it becomes corporate it becomes, corporate. it becomes corporate, and it's going to lose that authentic I, voice. So I, 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 think, agree. I think that's the challenge, which is, yeah, it's inevitable that a CBS is going to come in or Spotify starting their own podcast now, right? Yeah. Like, that's inevitable, and I think it speaks to the work that we've done, and, like, we've made it, like... You got to remember, these corporations are like fucking battleships in the ocean, right? Like, they're not sailboats. A sailboat can turn on a dime if they see something's happening. For a battleship to turn in the ocean, it takes them a long time. Like, oh, podcasting is really happening. So the fact that they're reacting to it means we've done something right. The flip side is how do we collectively keep it authentic i mean and look yeah it's, 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 and, it's, and nori obviously does a very authentic show i can't you, say would you, that would you have put nori on uh, drink champs on lsn if you had a chance yeah absolutely what about uh rap radar um yeah absolutely okay why are you i'm done why why no that's no, right you can get, you i'm can trying get to say how much i want to say there but yeah what about what happened with the uh, decis and mira i know you were chasing them like a I motherfucker mean, you, man. yeah I chased they, them. they said the money wasn't right they said you got to come with the bigger envelope well i mean i would have loved to have had that opportunity they didn't really give me that opportunity oh you would have gave them more money yeah probably <laughs> I, I, look I've, I've said it before like i think those guys are fucking geniuses like yeah. I know it became a thing like, all right, we're going to clown Chris because he was chasing these guys. But, like, there's no shame in that. Like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm playing with you. No, but and I'm saying, like, with, there's um, no shame in that. What happened with the Red Light Special podcast? Uh, he didn't want to do Rob it anymore. Markman? Yeah. No, no, no. He wasn't getting the good money? I think, no, no, no. I don't I mean, want to say he guys, didn't want to do it. I think what happened You guys was, are projecting why you, why some you of your... Why words in the pod father's you guys, you guys are projecting some of your own insecurities onto me right now. I got to be honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah, can't yeah, ask... Yeah, I asked a question. I don't know about no insecurities. Well, I'm just saying, he didn't get any good money. Why Why was it about money? I asked a question. Why are okay. you acting like this, Podfather? That's making me feel like Chris spoke the to money. combat. He's coming here with his guns loaded. Well, he got nervous because all I did was ask the question. I said, was it the money? He was like, you insecure. No, well, that was the third. Was it the money in a row? No. No, Rob that was my Rob first. had a lot of stuff on his plate that was, to, uh, to answer the question. Because I'm going with the rumors. The rumors is the money don't be No, right. no, no, no. You get $28. No, that was me. That was me in Dallas. I'm just going with what Pete said, and I'm just, you know, bringing it back mm-hmm. with the conversation. Yes. Yo, okay. listen, I'm imagine, not accusing imagine, anybody no. of anything. Listen, imagine that conversation with him and Reggie. Listen, do me a favor. Chris, write the fucking kid Pete a $28 check. <laughs> write Dallas a $28 check. And give A. King $18. And nah. Chris say, you sure you want to do this? Don't worry about it. How oh, did you feel about that. the issue that happened with Combat and Pete? Because it feels like you and Pete, even though, I mean. Nah, he was there for me, though. Pete, that's what you're going to do? Okay, like, you're not going to let the get, man get, speak? Okay, you're not going to. Damn, just forget it. No, no, get it. <laughs> no, I but like how that. did you feel with everything that transpired between those two? Like, because you watched the growth, you watched the beginning, and then the end. I mean, I was upset that it played out the way that it did. I'm not going to lie. I have respect for Reggie. I have respect for Pete. I think they did good stuff together. I'm sorry that it ended. I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with Pete 
where I've encouraged him to get to the spot where he's at right now, which is like, hey, if this shit isn't working, do your own thing. So, like, I'm happy for Pete that you're doing your own thing. Thank you. Do you think that there's ever going to be a place where they could be cool again? I hope so. I see it, Peter. It's going to happen. I mean, look, my thing is this, Tell me, give me $28. I'll be cool. Let me go. <laughs> okay, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm just playing, Chris. I mean, look, sometimes things don't work out. That's not just true in podcasting. Like, that's true in everything. And if right. you feel like it didn't work out for a certain reason, you're free to feel that way. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like... It's fine to feel that way, but, you know, like, and I've said this to you in private, and I'll say in public, like, just don't carry the baggage. Yeah. You know, just like, it happens. Yeah, no, and and you know what? It actually, sadly, at that time, but happily at this time, it was a good thing to happen. Because it gave me a chance to do me, and and, and, and to, to, to meet new people, and do new things, and bring people on, and... I mean, all these kids in the room and, and listen, it would have never been, you know, and it just feels so much better. Right. You know? But you got to let it go. No, I, I, I am letting it go. Well, slowly, but surely. But you know what? You know what? Hold up. Hold up. We're going to go right into another thing right now yeah. because I, I give you shit, but I also big you up and I have changed that over the years, you know, meaning bigging you up more. Even when you were going to bring on tax, I'll yeah. never forget this. And it's amazing to see this kid's fucking growth. Right. I'm so happy my fellow felon. But the thing is this, he, you were going to bring him on, and I don't know why I got mad at you, except to say that if you bring him on, yeah. because I felt like combat was like, he's like one of those guys where if something happens, he wants to run. And I felt, and I put you in that category that day. You did. And I was, and, and, and you proved me wrong later on, but I'm explaining. And I was like, yo, listen, I said, if you bring this kid on, I didn't even know who the fuck he was. I said, if you bring him on, I just knew that he was a, you know, he came home and he's, you know, went away, and I just wanted, I, I just wanted a chance for somebody to not, you know, I just thought that he had something maybe dope to bring, and I was like, if he fucks up, you know, don't run from him. Well, that's not what you said. Well, okay, go ahead. What I said. <laughs> what you said. He came in like he shot out of a fucking cannon, and he's like, well, that's me, but good. yeah, but I'm, I'm just sitting there, and you're like, <laughs> you're gonna bring this tax guy on, and you know, he's gonna do some shit. And you're going to run from him, and that's not street. And that's corny, Chris. That's fucking corny, right? So <laughs> here's my thing. I'm not a street guy. Yeah. My dad is a street guy. Yeah. And my dad always told me when a street guy tries to explain what's street and what's not street to you, he's trying to punk you. Yeah. Don't let him punk you. Yeah. So I said, in my mind, Pete's walking in here for no reason. Nothing had happened. Yeah, no. The, He's just trying to fucking punk me for no reason. So that's why I stood up and I was like, "Yeah, what yeah." The he fuck? Said, "What's your problem?" And then, and then, and then, and then, and then comment was like, "Stop this! I come here every week to let my frustrations out. What are you doing?" You know. But yeah, but I mean, that was. <laughs> no, but you know what? Into this later on, look what happened with tax. Tax had a couple of run-ins, especially with Ebro and all them, and you guys stuck by him, and he didn't leave his side. And and I'm I'm proud of you and you're a man of your word. All right, well, I respect that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, look, you know, and nothing had happened that would have made you have to say what you said. But, like, you know, I give you credit. You you cut to the chase. Yeah. You saw what conceivably could happen. And you were like. Don't be pussy. But my whole shit was like, don't call me pussy. <laughs> right. But, 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 but I'm dead serious. <laughs> right. And I, knew, I know you know I'm, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to punk you. I guess I was just trying to get my point across. And um, maybe it didn't come off the right way. 
But I'm, I'm. But that's another thing. I mean, look, did you ever imagine how big this fucking kid would become? In the sense of that he sure. scratched a new lane. Not, he sees the talent in people. He sees. No, of course, obviously, obviously, I admitted that. Right. I admitted so that. So he saw it. I mean, I mean, he's seen me. Okay, okay, I'm playing around. I mean, yeah. look, I can't look. There's no one that I can sit down and say like, this is the path they're going to follow. I just go off of instinct. I'm right. like, Tax is a captivating character. He's captivating on the mic. He's captivating in the in green person, room yeah. in person. Like he's someone yeah. you want to listen to talk. He's a Leo. <laughs> I don't oh. know if that's a characteristic of a Leo, but like it is. Okay, so I'm just saying, like <laughs> he's one of those guys. Now a lot of things have had to break right. Some things have broke, you know, like wrong. Sure, but like, sure. but you stuck through it, and he stuck to it, and he did. He stuck to it too. Like and he gets yeah. the credit. I mean, he, you know, like. And it's tough. It's tough to deal with, you know, when you've been away and then you got to deal with, even though this is not corporate, right. some of the stuff is kind of corporate like meaning like having to, you know, listen to other people explain different stuff and what he should not do. And he stuck through all that, too. He stuck through it. And, you know, like, truthfully, some people had to talk to me about that, you know, because there were moments where I get frustrated and be like, this guy isn't listening, you know, because I, I saw it for tax very clearly from close to day one you know and i kept seeing him putting himself in situations where i was like why are you doing this like just sidestep all this shit like just get straight to the finish line because i can already see where it is and you know some people you know close to him had to pull me aside and be like you don't understand like this is i won't say old hat to you but like this is new to him yeah you know like and you gotta work with him you gotta really understand like all this is new to him. You can see it. He's trying to process all this shit at the same time. Who the hell is this Chris Morrow guy? Yeah. What the fuck is a podcast? Can I trust? You know, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. you know, like, can I trust him? Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to process. So, you know, like, I think, you know, I think, you know, we've had our bumps, but I mean, like, you know, we respect each other and it's, and it's happening and the credit, the credit goes to him. And it's good to see that, you know, and, 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 and it's also good to see, I mean, we'll actually take a break and we'll start to finish up and go over some more, but it's good to see when you really think about it, the whole breakfast club has a fucking podcast now. Yeah. You fucking sick bastard. What? No, it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's, it's amazing when you really think about it, you know, it's, it's, you know, Angela Yee has lip service. Yep. Charlemagne has Brilliant Idiots with uh, Angel Schultz, which we'll get to when we come back from the break. Yep. And, uh, you know, now DJ Envy and his wife have the... the Casey crew. The Casey crew. Yeah. The Podfather's here. Chris Morrow. We, listen, we're arguing with each other. We're, we're showing love to each other. We're, he's throwing shots. Listen, he, I'm throwing shots. I don't know what the fuck is going on. He even asked Combat to come here. This is like a uh, Combat Jack Show heyday flashback right now. We almost had a king in the building, but oh, you fuck got a nervous. Yeah. Antonis, listen, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. The Premium Pete Show with Miss Listen. Cheer. Ow. Antonis, you already know this episode is brought to you by Bevel, but we want to give you your first month free on your Bevel membership. GetBevel.com forward slash Pete. Visit that site. Check it out. Everything's on there. Like I said, all the glorious stuff that is going to help you shave like a fucking boss. And you can enjoy one-on-one -on -one consultations and loyal perks. Request blades whenever you need them. Yo, that's one thing I will say. And if you don't know, trust me, if you get involved with Bevel, you will know. Their customer service is top-notch. So get Bevel. Stop playing around. Don't go to Dwayne Reed and grab that little cheap razor or try to get the Michelette or whoever, Galette, whoever else is 
on the market, don't mess with them. Get Bevel. Get smoother, clearer skin in four weeks. Again, that's getbevel.com forward slash Pete. Head on over there for your first month free on your Bevel membership. Now let's get to the show. Cheer. Internet's we're back. Chris Morrow, Miss Lissa. Al. The Premium Pete Show. Uh, first of all, I didn't even thank you for thank welcome to what the we thank him for. Thank oh, you. thank you. No, no, well, for coming, you know. Al, you had you came. Pause, pause, pause. All over, Pete. No, now, no. before we go into, because I know you want to talk about the brilliant idiots. I had a question about um, the whole thing with tax and Ebro because I do, it is true. You do have the entire Breakfast Club on LSN, and you guys are making major moves, and someone like Ebro may be threatened. Do you feel like he kind of like eggs tax on or kind of tries to set him up so he can like knock him down? I mean, I think he probably did at some point, but I mean, I can't knock him. I mean, I can't say what his motivation is, but like, it is a very competitive field. I mean, my my take on it has always been like that competitiveness. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. People are going to be competitive no matter what it is, whether we're chefs, whether we're making, but as it pertains to podcasting, my whole thing is like I've I, I saw what happened with the magazine wars, mm-hmm. right? I've seen the terrestrial radio wars up front. Like I just don't have any interest in building a version of that in podcasting. Um, I think it it like gives you short term gains, but it doesn't really help anybody in the long run. And like right. just as as a person, like. I'm just not into it. Like, I listen to podcasts to get some enjoyment. I can listen to podcasts to learn some information, to get turned on to some shit I didn't know sure. about. Like, I, I'm not into it because, you know, to me, like, the beef shit is red meat. Like, people want that, and, yeah, they'll start to feed off of it. But then every week you got to throw them more red meat. And then what ends up happening? Shit gets out of control. It gets personal. It gets this. It gets that. So, like, you know, for me, it's always been, like, a little bit of a tightrope. Because on one hand, one of the things that's really like motivated me and been kind of like my ethos in loudspeakers is like, I'm not trying to dictate what people say. Like, I really want to give people a platform to get their shit out there, however they see it. And if they want to use that platform to beef, you know, well, I don't want to say so, so, you know, so like I've all, yeah, so beef it. So I've always like tried to walk this line where I'm not telling you what to say but i'm also trying to discourage uh the beef i mean the beef is really the the part of it that i've always just not but i also understand that like for some people that is who are they are or they feel more passionately you know right. pe- people aren't coming after me for the most part i mean before tonight so it's like you know you caught that <laughs> yeah. so but so i'm saying it's easy for me to sit back and say, hey, man, don't react to that. That's bullshit. You don't have to worry about that. No one's no one's really putting me out there like that. But so. even before you started doing Loudspeaker, with you producing the Breakfast Club syndicated show, yeah. did you have an issue with Ebro? Because he was on Shot 97. Like, No, I got no issue with Ebro. I mean, I don't even – I met Ebro uh, once. Uh, I was on a book tour with Russell Simmons. we just done a book, and we went up to Beats 1. And I wasn't even going to say anything because I'm just some random dude up there. He doesn't know me. And 
Russell was like, yo, you know my man Chris? You know my man Chris? Like, right. he's the guy who does all I the podcasts. You know? And I was like, eh, you know, Russell, you know? And then like, <laughs> I was like, nah, you don't know me. He's like, no, you don't know this guy? He's the guy who does all the podcasts. And then Ebro was like looking at me. And then he was, I was like, yeah, Chris Morrow. And he's like, I was like, you know, I do loudspeakers with those guys. And he was like, oh, yeah, a lot of people over there don't like me. But it was cool. Right. It was like, and then we were, it's a, we're grown men. Yeah. So I how come kids. you? How come with that mutual respect or wh- whatever it is, how come some of your talent isn't on Beats One? Some of our talent is on Beats yeah, One. Chris on is, Chris on, is on Beat One. Oh, okay, talent. Shum, who you know has done a lot of our audio Shout work. Out to she's on Beats One. I got Okay, but this this all comes back to what I said before. Like, you got to really be on an isolated island if you think that like you're going to be in this world. And not have to, like... Right. Now, look, some people have real beef. Some people really don't like each other. Some people really feel a certain way. I mean, that's that's their prerogative. Like, I can't tell someone not to feel a way about... But me, personally, Chris Morrow, hey, you know, do what you got to do. I'm never going to tell somebody, don't go on his show or don't go over there or don't right. do that. It's like, no it's not, you know, it's but not as that far as like, me. as far as like the commitment with the shows, as far as like the read, obviously that's with the podcast itself. Like yeah. everything else is on their own, right? Like meaning other people, I mean, if they do live shows or any other things they do, right? Your commitment and with Ellison, the commitment is with the show, with the podcast, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's different from show to show, but yeah. like we're involved in all of it. Yeah. So different percentages and different, you know. He always do that money talk. No, no, no. I don't. I'm not asking for. I just, you know, meaning like if 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 um, you know, they do. You're not getting. Ellison's not getting a cut from the live show, right? That's their own money they can make. No, they get a cut because if it wasn't for that network, they're gonna get a percentage of. Well, how, how much? Uh, they're longer? helping with the promotion of it. They're housing the show. There's no way they're not gonna get something from your live show. That's like Matthew knows not getting a piece of Beyonce. Everything like is on a case by we work all the shit out. It's fine. Okay. Everything's working smoothly. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you are perfectly media trained. Yeah, like you are the one. Now let me ask you something. We before we even moved to the brilliant idiots, we didn't even uh, how did you even meet Tax? How did that even happen? I don't remember how did he even come Fury to Fury introduced well, Fury told me about him. Okay. Yeah. What do you say? He said, I think this guy's really funny. You should check him out. Okay. He should you know he could have a podcast. Because Fury and Tax have the same manager. Correct. Check, yeah. check, check this movement for a second. Um, Jazzfly brings on Kid Fury. Jazzfly flipped them mints out your hand yeah, back but, in PNC. They put you all the way in your place. But we're going to act like that didn't happen. Continue. Yeah, one day we'll bring her on. Okay. Um, Jazzfly brings on Kid Fury to her podcast. Chris and Reggie approach Kid Fury to do the read. Kid Fury tells them about tax. Where does the friend zone come in? Those are tax. Those are the the, the Reed's friends. Reed's friends. Yep. Look at this one big fucking family, and then the Breakfast Club. Okay, let's get to Brilliant Idiots. <laughs> what did you approach Charlemagne, or you know, because you were we were you? Well, yeah, I had a relationship with Charlemagne, and I was you know trying to convince him to do a podcast and. You know, I think he was on the fence for for a while, and then he kind of came around to the idea, and there was someone else we were going to talk to, and it didn't really work out. And then, you know, he's like, oh, there's this comedian, Andrew Schultz, and I just like talking to him on the phone. Like, I just think he's an interesting guy. Like, we have good conversations on mm-hmm. the phone. So uh, I went and I checked 
Andrew out at a club where he was, it was a podcast, he was taping a live podcast somewhere, I forget where. You know, and I hung around, I talked to him afterwards, and he was like, you know, I saw he was funny, and I was like, you know, would you be down to give this a shot? We don't know what it's really going to do or, you know, what the reaction's going to be, but like, you're down to do a shot. And he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we tried it, and the rest is history. You know, with Andrew, it's funny, because like I say, like, he... Well, he's very talented. I do. He's also no filter, and I know I see the internet's come at him yeah. sometimes, and the internet's love him. You know, it's yeah. that's the way it goes. But I'll tell you one thing: the thing that I really, really, uh, uh, it's amazing what podcast has done for Andrew Schultz. Imagine being a comedian, right? Think about yeah. it, and grow being on a platform and growing a platform where you're able to push everything you do. Like, if you, I mean, I even I mean, we had him on an episode. Uh, I don't even remember in the beginning. But um, if you think about it, man, you know, it's a great outlet for somebody who would ever know thought that where they, you know, the show would grow where it is. But that outlet is beautiful for him at his main job that he does. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being, being a comedian. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I think it's really turned into like a very important part of his life and what he's doing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's amazing. I mean, even uh, what about uh, like today? Like bringing it, it's what's, what, you know, what's. What's the word we're bringing is today? They're doing great. Do live shows. They're still. doing live shows. Um, I'll send you a detailed accounting list of all their <laughs> their income because I know that's very. And he gonna also need yeah. their writer, like what they yeah, need when they show the, up, like all the pertinent information. Not, compare and contrast. Now, now you're gonna make me go there again. Did you send uh, Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz a twenty eight dollar check? Uh, I mean, it's not Hell inconceivable. No. Okay, no, but Hell but no. um, no, 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 it's um basically friend zone. Let's go to next. Yeah. Why we going? Wait, okay, no. I like the friend zone. Shout out to them. I was just in the lobby, just feeling all the great energy. I think that it's amazing that their show was built off of them just coming to the read and just like the the, the rapport that they built with the internet that listened to the read gave them their own show, right? What do you mean? People listening, the Reed, Kid Fury, and Crystal bringing their friends on right. and having their dialect and their great conversations is what turned into the yeah, Friends Zone podcast. They're doing, yeah, they're doing great. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think what was really important with their situation was, you know, I think if there was any skepticism around them, it was like, oh, well, this is just going to, you know, be another version of the Reed. And, like, they were really focused from day one to carve out their own lane and like really make it and they have and they have and it's their show but they they were aware of that they were like no like we want to focus on something that's very positive and specific right and kind of has its own vision and that kind of gets back to what i talked about before you know uh when i a couple about a month ago they were in the lobby they usually tape the same day we do yeah. and uh I think like they came. I forgot. I think maybe Hey Fran said hello. Uh, Why you got to call her by her Twitter name? <laughs> well, that's what we do in 2016. Right. <laughs> but uh, she had came over to me, and, and and I told them a quick story. Don't worry, I didn't say nothing bad about you. I said um, it's funny to see your guys' success because I think somebody came over and was like, "Oh my God, can I take a picture with you guys?" Right. And I was like, because I remember sitting in a in a in a studio while people called in and gave you know, uh, names for the network. Yeah. And and I brought that and I said, so it's amazing to think of that day and to see, you know, somebody, they're looking at me probably like, who the fuck is this kid? You know who what I mean? Is this? Right. But to see where they were, it just felt, I, I was proud to see that. I'm glad. I was proud to see that. What's next for you? What's next for me? And, and, and LSN. 
I don't, all of that. Yeah, I mean, we're going to launch a couple more shows. Well, you did one with HBO now. Yeah, we have a, a new show with HBO and Insecure, which is called Insecurity, and it's actually Fran from the Friend Zone and Crystal. And that's doing really well. I mean, we're doing a lot more branded shows that's right what now. Really, that's what HBO The Colorful really? Lives, you yeah. did something no, with um, State Farm. We did Colorful Lives with State Farm. Um, we also have a new show with uh, Avion Tequila uh, called Rich Friend, which is Mark Trammell, who's one of the music editors at The New Yorker, and Mark Anthony Green, who's the style guy at GQ. And that's a show that we just launched. So... You know, we got a couple more things coming. Uh, Any reality TV? Well, inse- well, no, insecurity is not really reality TV. Mm-hmm. Not anything. What re- what t- what type of show are you looking for? I'm looking for because you know the internet's are going to be yeah, fucking right. And, if if yeah. you're going to try to get at me about something, I'm looking for high concept shows. I'm looking for scripted shows specifically. What about a porno uh, podcast? Would you ever think about that? Like porno, an old porno star maybe? I think doing? someone's doing something like that. No? Really? Yeah. You're looking for a scripted podcast or are you going into production of like motion pictures or television No, shows? no, no. We're still focused on podcasting. Like okay. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, I think some people get ahead of themselves and are like, and now we're going to launch this music label. No, right. like, we're focused on podcasts, but yeah, I am looking at and we have a couple of things we're going to be releasing soon in that vein, but like actual scripted. I mean, the one area I think we could stand to improve is just in terms of like the production that goes into the actual shows. So what I'm really looking to do is to create some shows that just have a higher production value. Maybe it's scripted, maybe it's not scripted, but it's just kind of like a fuller a audio. A cleaner run of show. Like, well, like, yeah, clean, like... but also... Like... Audio's got to be good, too. Internet's that... You no, know... I just mean as far as, like, segments and being just, like, that type of thing. Just knowing that... more of an overall outlook of the show. Like, me and Pete sometimes just sit down and it, it is what it is. Like, right. you want more of a outline. I want an outline. I want segments. I want production value in terms of the actual audio. And I don't just mean like sound quality. I mean hearing three different tracks going on at the same time. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to, I'm willing to take chances on stuff, but it has to be unique. It has to be, you know, it can't be. Sure, it has to be different. It has to be different. And, you know, that's because A, that's what I want to hear. And B, like, that's just the reality of where the landscape is right now. You know, and I will say this, Internets, I think that people, you know, email and then maybe they don't get no response back. And I'm only talking about Chris just in general. And I think that people start to get discouraged. You know, uh, I'm not going to even mention someone's name, but I remember speaking with Chris and like this person had sent an email about some tickets and stuff like that. And uh, I forgot the way he approached it, but he was like, like sometimes if, if you come off like um, you like I think you got to stand out, and that's what I'm. You know, like like some people don't stand out enough. Like some people are afraid to like they send the email and that's it. You know what I mean? Like you got to make a mark, got to make yourself noticed. I'll give you an example. Somebody emailed uh, uh, me and Bun about some food type show. Right. The way they emailed us was like, Bun B and Premium Pete. This is fucking amazing. I just googled and found you guys had a fucking website. Exactly. Wait, wait, right. Fucking? Yeah. No, a fucking website. Not he a said, fucking website. He said, Bun fucking B and Premium Pete. So I just listened <laughs> to Premium Pete's podcast. It's amazing. Bun's a, he started saying, Bun, I've been listening to you for years. I work at this company. All they do is produce white shows. I want to do a show with you. But what I'm saying is when, me, when I read this to Bun, he was like, let's call this guy. 
Meanwhile, we could have thought, like, who the fuck is this guy? You don't know. Like I mean, this? you can't write it like you're writing to a college professor. But, you know, I think that's what it is. It's like the best thing you can do is whoever, you know, I'm not just talking about getting at me or Bon or whoever the case may be. Like, really know who you're trying to get in touch with. Yeah. Like, if someone writes, you know, like if someone wrote something to me and it said burr in it, you know, yeah. I'd be like, all right. That's pretty funny. They fuck with us. Like, they get the inside joke. You know, like, sure. I might give that a little extra look over than just something that's a little more generic. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I think that's important. I think that's important for, you know what, let's go to uh, the I Don't Trust People segment. Well, you got to let him well, know. Well, I'm going to let Chris know. Uh, yeah. Before we started the show, I would always tweet, and I still tweet, I don't, who, who I don't trust and what I don't trust. Yeah. So, internet, you know how to get involved. Use the hashtag I Don't Trust PPL. Let us know who you don't trust, what you don't trust. Fill up that hashtag, and you know, you could be featured on the next show. Who do we got this week? Our first submission comes from Tigarachi. I don't trust people that don't give up their seats to pregnant women or elderly on the train slash bus. I agree. That's I a, do too. That's a shame. Let me tell you something. Whenever I use, when I used to travel a train, if I saw a pregnant woman or anybody, if I seen a girl with nice breasts, I would just get up and let her sit down. That's just just what I what? would do. No, I mean, I, so you be, could look at her boobs. No, 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 no. You no, want to no. see her New York boobs? No, I don't want to do that. But stare. A pregnant woman that stands up to me—that's a disrespectful thing. Yo, people ain't shit. Like I have. To give my seat up to women more than the men, yeah. and then I ain't shit. I'm rude, so I'm like, your mother must be disgraced. Like I've said that to at least three people in my whole life. Like I go to the men, like, listen, how dare you not give this seat even, up? Even elderly, uh, even not el- the elderies. Yeah, yeah, even elderly. Even the damn elderly. How you're not gonna give your seat up to an elderly woman? Yeah. Like that's dis- disgraceful. Maybe the elderly man, because he probably didn't give his seat up in his younger heyday. Yeah. But the, but the women, woman, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out to all the old age homes. Our next one picture. comes from D. Wills 619. I don't trust people. When you say, can I get a number five? They say, combo? No, just a drink, dumbass. Right. Where's this from? McDonald's? No, that's anytime you try to order something like that, dude, that pisses me off too. Like, you're like, yo, can I get number two? The the meal? No, bitch. The fries. Ooh, ooh. Like, what the fuck? Listen, that's, she, that's true. She's serious about her food. I am, because I'm greedy. I'm I'm greedy. That's just how I am. What about you? You don't never like that? You you eating gourmet. You don't you don't never order no numbers. Don't worry about that. Our next one comes from Cass4QL. Random premium Pete. I don't trust people with dirty microwaves. Oh, listen, you got to... I mean, you ain't cooking. You got to use the the Brillo pad and and scrub the top of the microwave, the side of the microwave. Internet, listen, I don't trust people with dirty microwaves. Our next one is a microwave person, too. So this is FJ Sanchez 617. I don't trust people who cook bacon in the microwave. I didn't even know you could do that. That that sounds disgusting. That sounds disgusting. How does it get crispy? How dare you do that to that beautiful pork? (laughs) Internets, don't bacon shame me. Do not bacon shame me. Bacon is beautiful, but cook cook it in the oven. 2016, motherfucker. Chris, you got to think of one. This one is from me. I don't trust people with pictures of people they don't know. Like, I was at my friend's house, and I was just like, I was like, oh, like, who's this? Is this your cousin? And she's like... I don't know. And then we were, like, going through a photo album. I'm like, oh, is this your, who's that? And then asking questions, she's just like, I don't know. And it's like, why the fuck do you have pictures of people you don't know? Like, is this the picture that came with the frame? Like, what's going on? 
I don't trust that. Yeah. Well, I agree. I, I mean, especially people who just take... The thing is, if you meet somebody and you take a picture with them, I don't like people who write my boy or my homie. My, or he's my, fucking oh. with the movement. Yeah. Somebody always yeah. fucking with the movement. That you, like, I'm definitely about to put a picture of me and Chris. And I'm like, I'm out here with the pod father. He's fucking with the movement. Like, ain't <laughs> you fucking with the movement? Yes. Who, uh, Chris, who or what you don't trust? Uh, people don't pick up after their dog. How dare them? That's yo. Pick up your shit. I, I agree. I agree because you know what? Then you know from being a sneaker love, I got to walk around God forbid, I step in shit. That means that you gonna get some money. No, no, no. I've stepped in shit plenty of time. I never got no money. Trust me. I stepped in shit in front of Dallas Penn two days ago, and he you told, know you got that money. You got. He told me it's all right, man. Those were just beaters. Which <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dallas Penn. And Listen, I thought, I thought they were still all right. But... Dallas Penn is back at work. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, uh, send him your prayers, but make sure he's still good. Let him keep his feet, keep his hands, keep everything. You know. How come you didn't give Dallas and his wife a podcast? They already doing one. Yeah, they're doing one. So how come they not on LSN? Didn't ask. Dallas wants to do his own thing. Okay. Okay. These don't, don't worry. These these ain't premeditated questions. They're not. That was just a Trust real me. free question. Uh, but you know what I do at, before we end this? Well, first of all, let me say uh, I think that there was a lot of uh, great content on here. You know, people could get a lot of information. People could get a lot of um, you know just jewels and gems about you know their podcasts because there are so many out here today. Right. And uh, just to just to rise in uh, of yourself and then also of how much, you know, you input it into the game. So I do uh, appreciate you for that, and I do commend you and, and, and congratulate you for all that success. Thank I do, you. and I think that, you know, you have done a lot, and you are behind the scenes a lot. That's why I wanted to have you on, because you're not really on a lot. You're always behind the scenes a lot, yeah. you know. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, people should see that. And I do, honestly, I really do thank you when I did go through the stuff with combat. You know, we spoke... Um, on the phone and, and in person a lot and and you know you, you didn't bullshit me you know you you basically you know you agreed and then you also uh, you know propelled me to think forward you know what I mean that while instead of sticking in the moment but I do want to say also this and uh, uh, we'll end on this and then your last note um, a lot of people probably ask like why isn't Pete on LSN and I've said something before and the reason why is I, and I told you, obviously, Chris, but when everything went down with me in combat, I didn't I didn't feel to even like when everything went down with me in combat. I'll never forget. He told me, oh, yeah, well, me and Chris spoke and, uh, you know, you could have your own show. And I was like, what? You know, I wasn't even thinking of having my own show. So the point that I'm making is when when I felt certain things for him, I didn't want to be on the network. One, because I would have to build the show, which I'm doing. And it takes time. Like, what am I gonna like? You know, I, it's you know, it takes time to build a show. If, I feel like your pride is the only thing that no, comes no, no, from Chris, not being on LSN. I, I, like, I, other than that, like, I feel like Chris and you have a certain rapport. Even though you don't always see eye to eye, there's a mutual respect. And I feel like the only thing that's keeping you from that is you. No, no, no. Do you remember our talk? Remember that talk? that we had when I told you why I didn't want to be on and I and I and I said multiple times I'm not being disrespectful of what I'm saying why I don't want to be on. Yeah, sure. No, do you really? Yeah. Okay. No, no, because some people cuz people ask, people ask like the internet's have ask like what why aren't you on there? Like, Am I right in what, what I'm saying, Mr. Morrow? That is him cuz I feel like even when we first dropped the episodes like I mean, we didn't even know but it was on the LSN like 
YouTube and oh, but Chris like down quick. even even um, combat like reposted it. I feel like they were supportive in your transition, and I feel like. And I'm I'm just telling you this because I care about you. And I like I said before, I feel like this is an opening of a door for you to mend your relationships. Sometimes it's you and it's like you need to just put your pride aside because he wouldn't be here if you didn't care. There's something in you that needs closure. And that's why Chris is even here right now. I don't have a problem with Chris. Man, listen. Okay. I don't have a problem with Chris. I don't Chris. think you have a problem, but there's there's like underlining issues that were never communicated or fixed i i i don't have a problem with chris there's no problem it's just a communication. I, I, when i what i just said let me tell you something chris has our relationship has propelled not decreased you know uh you wouldn't say that over the years it's gotten way better than it ever was you know hey pete man i guess yeah i guess <laughs> wait <laughs> wait i feel like i've been who I am since day one, you go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. I'm, I respect you. I support you. However you feel in that given moment. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't, don't know what to I tell was, you. I, I'm just explaining. Okay. Chris is really being uh, very uh, premium Petish tonight. Very uh, no filter. Um, I And this is why I'm, if nothing else, I fell in love with you today. Like, because yeah. I've only seen you in passing. And then the other day you did bless her with some clothes. And I was right. like, ow, he's popping. But to actually have a conversation with you is like, you know, it opened a lot to the eyes. And I hope that you guys can, because you can say what you want. There is some issues that need to be fixed. And like he's saying, he's feeling like he's been consistent and you fluctuate because I feel like there's times where you have moments of, you know what, I do want to fix it. And then you have like prideful moments where you like full of you, like full of Pete. Here's the thing. First of all, Chris, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, But I will say this in the ending. I have no problem with Chris. If I I would tell him right fucking here. The problem I told the only thing I'm bringing up about not being on LSN, I told him is the reason why I said I didn't want to be on there was only because I felt like if someone if someone kicks you in the fucking ass, not meaning Chris, someone kicks you in the ass and then you come back and say, hey, man, can I get you something to drink? Nah, I wasn't doing that. I just felt like let me leave it alone. And I'm happy where I am. And I'm thankful for Scotty and Engine Room to give me a chance to, to you know, to see what it could be, you know. And, 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 you know, I mean, that's it. And, you know, I mean, as far as like closure, maybe that's needed with combat, but that's time to come, you know, things, you know, it is what it is. You spend a lot of time with somebody. I mean, look, you have, you have the, Chris, you have a, a partnership with, with, with combat. If things didn't go well, you know, you, you may feel a certain way, right? Sure, sure. No? Yeah. That's true in every situation. So, but anyway, you know, um, but at some point you move on from it. I, I, I have my, well, it doesn't on. sound like it. Well, because because here's the thing. You know why? Why? Because people you, you know, people ask me all the time if I'm cool with them. And he tells them, yeah, that's my family. We're cool. We're not fucking family. So, so I don't like do to fake. Favor. I don't like do to fake. Y'all family. I keep telling you that. You got cousins. You got stepbrothers. You have brothers. You, have, you guys are family. You're just not the position that you thought you were. It's like there's still a love there. There's still a care there. There's still something there. And if you would allow it to open, it would happen. Okay, Chris, what do you want to say? I'm not, look, I don't have any interest in talk. I mean, you got issues with Reggie. Reggie has issues with you. Instead of talking to me about it. No, I'm not talking no, with no, you. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Have him on your show. Mm-hmm. Go on his show. Mm-hmm. You guys have it out on air. It'll all... Are you going to mediate? I don't want anything to I'm do with mediate. it. You said at one time you would mediate. 
Didn't you? He changed his mind. Yeah, maybe I changed my mind. That's pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah? After yeah. I fucking invite. First of all, I said yeah. a lot of nice things about you today. You did. I said you a did. lot of nice things about you. You did. You want to mediate? I mean. Actually, I don't need you to mediate. You guys don't want me to mediate. Uh, I, I got someone to mediate. But you anyway. don't need a fucking mediator, man. You guys. They just, need, no, no. They need talk. a mediator. Listen. Just talk. Need a buffer. Chris Morrow. Continue success. Thank you. Build the LSN empire to the next level. So, you know, we're a podcast. If one podcast wins or two podcasts there you win, go. there's room for everybody. There you go. And, and uh, continue. A rising tide lifts all boats. All boats. That's hello. Take that with you guys. See you next episode. Al. Cheers.